waking up in the morning, gotta thank God. I don't know, but today seems kinda odd. No barking from the dog, no small. And mama cook your breakfast with no hog. I got my grub on, but didn't pick out. Probably got a call from a girl wanna dig out. Hooked it up for later as I hit the door. Thinking, well, I'm here, another twenty bucks. I gotta go, cause I got me a drop top. And if I hit the switch, I can make the ass drop. Up, guys. Give me a few minutes. What's up, guys? Hold up, I better share this. I read you can cut, record these. So hang on. guys i got actually a pretty small crowd right now uh you know i was listening back and i'm gonna start right out i'm gonna come at you boglamas what's up tux all right boglamas hey what's up I'm gonna ask you. I'm gonna ask a favor today. Sure. <laughs> cause I, cause you know what? Like you take me a minute to understand. You know. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And sometimes you like when you jump in. Like I can't. I feel like I gotta. In, I gotta take forever. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. You. Oh, by the way, did you listen back? Uh, no, I just posted. Uh, what am I talking about? I finally got those two episodes up, the last two recordings. But you'll you see can cut me out. You can cut me out. It doesn't matter. I just, no, it's okay. not, no, I like what I like what you're saying. I think sometimes you jump in and, and like I can't hear you because it's like right underneath somebody else. You know what I'm saying? Uh huh. It could be taking time, right? It takes time for yeah. you to. You should feel confident. I like your contributions. Yeah, thank you, man. Thank you. Appreciate <laughs> it. <laughs> I'm, 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 
I, I don't really go to spaces. I don't listen to anybody. But this is Litecoin, and we rock. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'll, you know, I'll tell you, I, I'm not going to pat myself on the back too much, but uh, maybe right now I will. Um, I listen to these Bitcoin ones, and they, I can't stand it. They're, they're full of shit. They yell at each other. They're just like, yeah. it's like, uh, it's weird. It's like they just bro out. But they don't like they don't even like each other. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Every, everybody is acting like they they discovered Bitcoin. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. They they invented Bitcoin at some point. Everybody. Right. I know. I mean, yeah. And they own about a whatever. Who cares how much they own? Bitcoin. Right. They put in a couple grand, and they. I mean, I I would bet they're probably starting to get. There's probably going to start being some frustration if things don't change. On their end, you know, yeah. Of course, the price of course. just sits here, or just does nothing for nine months. Goes back to forty thousand dollars. It's gonna be a lot of. This is this is my my opinion. This is why everybody on Bitcoin, when the price stops, everybody's like with charts and I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that, because their bags are full. Like they're super invested in this that shit. I completely agree because that. Yeah. It doesn't give you a good, uh, I don't like it at all. I mean, some people I think are, I mean, it's their, it is truly what they do for a living is try to trade. Yeah. yeah. But what I always think is like, if I had some sort of secret uh, mojo or system, why would I want to tell other people about it? <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, yeah. they would front yeah. run you. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So I totally agree. Totally agree. And so when I think about Litecoin, I think about Bitcoin. For for me, it's the same thing. What do you Nothing mean? changes. You said that last like, week. What do you mean, like, when you say that? It's it's Nakamoto standard. So I, I have a book. I have a, the, the Bitcoin standard. Yeah. Like, if you take the Bitcoin out of the text and put Litecoin, it's the same exact thing. I would, I 100% agree. I made a post you know a while saying? ago. That's, said, that's why I'm seeing. That's why I'm saying it's the same thing. I said if you took, uh, what was my example? I said if somebody invented Litecoin, and you said, hey, in like three years later, you went, I got a, I got a better coin. It's four times slower. It costs yeah. more to transact, and there's only 21 million instead of 84 million. You'd be like, why would I want to use that? It doesn't make any sense. No. It's no more secure. It's no more, it's no easier to use. If anything, it seems more difficult to use. Yeah. Remember a few days back when Charlie Lee got on Twitter and said that Bitcoin is the testnet for Litecoin? Uh, well, because of the few weeks back, what was it? The tap. He was joking, right? He was yeah, joking because taproot, right? Because uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, there's a serious argument on that. Like, I've I've read some people who, I mean, think about it. They made the first one, right? They released it. It didn't work, or it worked. It worked like it worked, right? Yeah. Because in the, in the beginning, it wasn't working. The network was too small. So they fixed that. They made Litecoin. I I would, well, you know, because last week, I think we were talking about the security cost, right? 
Hmm. And like, what's the ideal level of security? And if both of them are a hundred percent secure, yes, then that's not an argument. Right. Yeah. And it's like anything else. Like you do your first iteration and you say, you know, this product, I don't know. Can we get away? Maybe, maybe you build the first car and you go, well, we got to make sure if it crashes, it doesn't fall apart. And then over time you start pulling out some of the steel and you lean it out with aluminum or whatever you do. Right. Yes, because you make advances if, to it. If if you follow the events that happened after Litecoin, like Lightning Network, true. Like one product is going to be better than the first one. I would agree, and I well, and I think that that's the stuff that kind of bears itself out long term. That you can't predict, you can't. Uh, you can't get in the short term mentality. Still, so young, you know. Yeah, yeah. And that, it's like it's like we're scratching the surface, literally. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would completely agree. Yeah, scratching the surface. Uh, Solace is in here. I almost want you to come up here, Solace, because you and uh, I just want to hear your drama with Miss Config. Since we're talking about traders. <laughs> <laughs> well, Satoshi Funny. South. Satoshi South put me into NFT gaming and all this kind of shit. It's, it's, it's kind of interesting, though. Did you? <laughs> did, were you on the whole time last week? I was for a few hours, like until. Oh yeah, nine. yeah, I remember. Yeah. So I, I just got up last last night. I uploaded them. So you should be able right now to go on iTunes. Uh huh. Okay. I think I Spotify. It's on the RSS feed. If it's not on Spotify yet. But both the one from November 17th with Johnny Litecoin talking mobile wallets and last week's. I do. Last week's was like mind blowing. It was awesome. I had it so much mind blowing. <laughs> I was I was so high and I was listening to all this. Kind of stuff. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> and I felt weird because all we did was I mean, I think we spent three hours talking about NFTs and the metaverse and which is and nothing right? really almost nothing about litecoin obviously but at the same time it was just so cool to like brainstorm about they're all, what is the future they're so all gonna come i to titled litecoin. this i titled yeah no i know I, I titled the episode digital pimping in the free markets of the metaverse <laughs> <laughs> this dude you guys have you you got to go back and i will i will so it's up it's under litecoin underground anybody in here <laughs> but catch the one i just wrote, loaded from yeah, like I said, it's called Digital Pimpin'. And uh, this was wild. This dude was talking about, he, he well, he buys land in the metaverse, right? Yeah. He rents it out, and then he's uh, buying NFTs of strippers, <laughs> and he somehow employs them in the metaverse, and they get a return on investment. And he, we're like, what the fuck yeah. is going on, man? It was so, it was hilarious, but it was fun. It was a fun episode. But anyway, Silas, I want to hear your drama with, you misconfig because he's blocked me too. So, dude, <clears throat> first I want to say I tried to make peace with this fucking asshole. All right, <laughs> I just want to start by saying, well, let's get let's so, sorry. Is anybody else? Well, let's give a quick background because I don't like. Here's all I know about misconfig. I mean, no, or year of the bull. Yeah, right? year of the bull. He told me he came in here once. He bought bought like Doge, must have made a bunch of money. And he's playing that same play on Litecoin, which fine, whatever. Yeah. And I like he came on earlier. He was always very cool. And like I 
the only thing I ever said to him that was, I didn't even think negative. It was just a small debate about Michael Saylor. That last video I made about Michael Saylor. And he was like, you know, Bitcoin, anything good for Bitcoin is good for the space. And he got all grumpy about it. I was like, well, whatever. I don't get, I don't need Michael Saylor. Right. right. <laughs> Bitcoin doesn't need Michael Saylor. Litecoin doesn't need Michael Saylor. Hmm. And, uh, and it, I guess he blocked me. I'm like, geez, dude, like, yeah, I thought we were friends. <laughs> yeah. You, so, so this goes back a while, right? Like before he was even really that big. And like, maybe when he first came out, like I followed, he followed me. I followed him. You know, I, you know, I'm, I'm nobody in the light coin. I'm nobody, but I'm around, you know what I mean? I, I'm around. Yeah. So like, um, so you know, like, so the people that I run with, we like to talk a little bit of shit. It's just something that's fun to do on Twitter. I don't know. It's just who the group of people I run with. That's what we do. We're just we're just memeing a lot. So, you know the guy um the uh, the what's his name N E Gooner. You, you know that yeah he oh Nebraska yeah the Gooner? Nebraska yeah, dude Nebraska. yeah okay that's it. Now, he talks a lot of shit on Litecoin, right? So I, yeah, he runs his mouth about Litecoin. So I had sense. I've, you know, we go back and forth. I clowned on this dude a couple times. He runs his mouth. I run my mouth. Whatever, right? So, 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 so you're the bull. Sends me a DM, and he's like, he's like, hey man. Um, so if you have, if you, if you can share an example. I'll block um, Nebraska Gooner. If you can't, I'll block you instead for this behavior. For what? Just shitting? Just bullshit? Yeah, I'm literally reading you the DM. I'm, I, I got the I got the shots right now. So I'm literally reading you the DM, right? <laughs> so I just said back to him, I said, because I just said, bro, and I laughed. And he was like, I'm not kidding. If you're right, then just let I'll just block both of you or I'll just block him and be done with it. And I was like, block whoever you want. Obviously, you, know, you don't obviously uh, know that dude and, and all the shit that he's talked. And he's like, I've been following him for months. I was like, all right, whatever. What the fuck? <laughs> like, what do I care? Dude? I don't care. And uh, so he starts, he keeps going. And I, I tell him, I'm like, dude, it's like, I'm shit posting. You know, I was like, I've, I've been in this community for years, dude. Like, you know, I, you know, I don't really need to prove anything. Cause he's telling me like I need to prove it to him, and I'm like, who the fuck? I was like, I'm like, who the fuck? I'm like, I, I'm like, all right. I like, I didn't take it that far, right? So, I just kind of let it go, man. I just didn't really say nothing. And it, he was like, the difference between shit posting and being abusive. And I was like, I was, oh, wow. I was like, what the fuck? So, <laughs> I, was, I and then like, he's like, I'll ask you nicely to consider. I'll give you one last chance. And then I just blew up that, you know what I mean? I was like, fuck you, dude. Like, whatever, man. What, I, I could care less about, you know. So then, you know, he starts coming up in the, some of the Litecoin discords, the pop, the more popular Litecoin discords. And he would pop in every once in a while. And he would just like, he would start, to, dude, he started blocking everybody. dude. Like, you've been blocked. You've been through it. And um, well, I don't even know why. I, dude, I honestly barely even I know. the guy. So look. Even Master, like, over the years, I've had my times where, like, I didn't want to be cool with Master like that. Because just, it's just like, dude, when you constantly just shit post positive, you know, bull pumping stuff, you know, and 
the price has been down for six months. It's like, it's just the last, you know, but anyway, I made, I made, I made peace with master. Right. And I, and I said openly to in the forum to everybody, you know, I'd like to make peace with irritable too. Right. Boom. So he messages me. I say that in, in the, in the chat, he messages me right away. You want to make peace about something? I was like, damn, this t- so he's creeping, right? He's creeping in the Discord. He's not saying <laughs> that. I'm like, I got to pull this up, dude, because it's so fucking funny. It's so, it's hilarious what he was. You think he's a fed or something? Nah, man. He's just, I don't He's just <laughs> weird, bro. I don't know what his deal is. Honestly, I think something's up with him. But I, you know, I don't want to be a dick like that. Like, I, I can be a bit of an asshole, but I, I really don't want to, like, if the dude really does have some kind of issue going on, like, I don't want to, like, start harp, harping on the dude. But he's caused a lot of, yeah, BS, man. So, look, I apologize to this dude. Straight up. I was like, look, man, you know, things have happened, whatever, whatever. Let's just get forward, you know. We all want to see Litecoin do good. We don't want to call stupid riffs inside the community. It's just stupid or it's childish. Dude. We're grown ass men. So he's like, right, he's like, he's like, he's like, okay, really? If you want to really make peace with me, uh, or, or are you just fucking with me? And I was like, nah. I said I want to be cool. You know, that's just what I just said. He's like, I, I'm not going to engage with somebody. I'm not sure I want to engage with you either. You said you meant what you said. And I told him, man, he said, I said, I meant what I said. I want to make peace. He said, okay, then go ahead and make peace. I said, I did. I explained. I said, I'm, I'm not asking anything from you. I just, you know, just squash things and let's be cool. And he's like, uh, okay, if you want to make peace, then and, and, and go ahead, start apologizing. <laughs> and I'm like, I just, I was like, dude, listen, I was like, I, I, I'm not getting on my knee for you, dude. Like I said, a couple. I said something else, but I'm just. I've been cussing enough. I don't want to add to it. But and then yeah. and then that was it. And I was like, dude, like I went out of my way to like. I went out of my way to apologize to the dude, but I, I, it's just so stupid and childish, man. But like, yeah, well, whatever. I mean, I, I think like Bob Lamas was saying, like, I think the chart readers, the price talkers. All day, every day. It's yeah, it's, dude. It's, it's old. It's a different. It's a different culture, right? And but I will say the same thing about Master. I got. I started to be like, it gets to me. But he's he's like hardcore. Yeah, he's generally a good dude. He does, he does so much work for Litecoin. It's awesome. Now that he generally really does like care imagine, about Litecoin. Imagine so, like I respect. Imagine that. some. Imagine some people though who doesn't who doesn't know the real value of Litecoin, seeing the price up and down, they need to see Master over there. You know it's what I'm saying? True. Yeah, it's true. Hey, I, but I, I mean, mean, yeah, he's speaking to a different audience than I would. Hey, listen, man. It's, it's yeah, needed, right. It's needed. At the end of the day, nobody. You know, maybe we care about Litecoin like that, but for the most part, man, these people only care about price, dude. They don't care, like. You know, some people get turned on to this, but like when Litecoin's not doing what everyone thinks it should be doing, and these price pumpers are out there and they're saying 1k, 2k, 5k, and it doesn't happen, dude, like it hurts morale a little bit. Now, I've been here for yeah. I've been here for years, so I'm not leaving, 
You can't fud you can't me, me you too. can't fud me you too. can't fud me out of my coins, man. I'm just not doing it. Like yeah, I'll sit on this yeah. shit for ten years. I I just will. So yeah. but like I, I forgot on how much I have. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, I mean, I mean I absolutely, like time. if it weren't for Twitter, you wouldn't even think anything of it, right? Yeah, like, cause exactly, I got a, I got a exactly. buddy. I think my I got a friend who's like the perfect example of a like a committed crypto guy. Like he's you know he's just blue collar worker, doesn't make a ton of dough, and he has he started buying in December of seventeen, like legitimately right after the peak. We were at, it was like two twenty five. And he bought all the way down, bought for three, four years, just a couple hundred bucks here, a couple, whatever he could afford. He got down, he was buying at 30, 50, 50, you know, all the way back up. And he's been buying all the way up to, way all the way back up. And a couple weeks ago, yeah, we went from 300 down, back down to 200. He was like, fuck. He just messaged me. He's like, dude, I think I just can't take it anymore. My heart is like the emotion, it takes, dude. It takes some balls. He was yeah, about to give up. And I think a lot of it's because he's been on Twitter. Yeah, and he's it's uh, all those dreams start playing in your head. You know what I mean? You start going, ah, I don't want to work anymore. And, you know, it's like, and you lose sight of like the fact that it's super early, and this is still like Bogomas was just saying. It's a fucking unbelievable. Litecoin's incredibly uh, capable. Useful. It's everything. It's got everything. Useful. Yeah. And uh, you know, it's funny. It could so be useful. I, today I was gonna. A lot of these, I don't have a an agenda, but I usually try to at least bring a couple things up. And one thing I want to talk about was like the on-chain metrics have obviously been just great. I mean, in a year, we went from 75,000 active addresses to over 300,000 consistently. But I mean, like it, within within the last day, whatever, 24 hours, 300 to 350,000 active addresses consistently. Like there's been spikes all the way up to five, 600,000. Dude, we got, for, but, for the last month, for, for the, I'm sorry. We got some, we got some for major the, institutions shorting this thing, dude. We, we've got some serious yeah. big well, money what, players, dude, like, betting against Litecoin like, hard. That's, that's, that's temporary. Yeah. VCH. Yeah. It goes both ways. It goes both ways, right? When they want to pump it, they're yeah, going to pump the it. Peaks are te- yeah, the peaks are temporary, of course. Well, I mean, the 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 constant selling. I mean, dude, I've I've been watching Litecoin long enough on these charts, and it's so blatant. Like, I, I Litecoin dumps ninety five percent of the time. <laughs> it just oh, it just never pumps, dude. Like, and when it does pump, it's like you better get ready to sell it because. I don't know, man. It's just there's something going on behind the scenes that we're not all privy to. It's basically what I'm getting at. Well, so yes, we're up almost five times in wallets or in addresses. Yeah. Transaction. Can I say my opinion on that? Two and a half times. Yeah, please, man. So about the uh, the on-chain metrics, the last month was six million new addresses. Six million new addresses. Crazy. Yes. It's fucking crazy. That's crazy. That is crazy. I don't understand. That's crazy. The price is not showing it, but yeah, I mean, everything says that, like, we're getting Ray Moon. Everything says we're getting Ray Moon. <laughs> That's what it says. About yes, the... you got, um, here's some other interesting stuff. So, so one more thing. Oh, one more thing. One more thing about the, about the price. So, if you guys remember back in the day when Bitcoin was like $200, $300, nah, I was a little bit it was before the same my time. thing. So it, it, it was exactly the same thing. Too many coins on the market. 
right. the emission still on Litecoin is still high. It's yeah. like 80,000 Litecoins per month mm-hmm. every fucking month. Oh, no, it's uh, more than you think. I think it's... Isn't 7,200 coins a day, right? No, it's... seven. Uh, yeah, seven, it's two, 12, zero, 12, zero. Coins, 12 coins every 10 minutes. No, nah, two, two, two and, and a half minutes. minutes. Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Two and a half minutes. All right, times six. Yeah, 7,200 a day. So in a month, you're getting, yeah, 200,000 200, coins times yes. 165 bucks. It's thirty-five million dollars. Yeah, we're one cycle behind Bitcoin. We are one cycle. It's nothing. It. Yeah. yeah, I see. Where you, I, I I know where you're going with this, but the, yeah, I mean, and yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, I do. I do know exactly. So they, they they have they have they have cheap coins to sell. Yeah, that's why. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So these miners are yeah got plenty of coins. Um, but the, but though, so there were a couple things that I did know uh, that we got this week. Some news from. Uh, Damn, I gotta find this. Hang on, let me work the uh, systems here. The the, the, uh, the coins that are held the longest. Did oh, you see that yeah. one? Yeah, of course. of course. That one was, to me, shocking. I think it's been like that for quite some time. Ninety days, yeah. and the second place was Bitcoin at like seventy. Like to me, that tells me something. You know, well, even I so, it, from years back. <laughs> when regulation yeah, comes yeah. down, when regulation comes down on these coins, and Litecoin's going to make it. I don't know why a lot of, like, I know we know that. Like, we talk about it. We know Litecoin's not a security. Yeah. We know that it was a completely fair launch. We know all that stuff. But for whatever reason, yeah. man, just Litecoin, I, I just, I, I'll never be able to figure out the amount of hate. Maybe that's just how it's supposed oh, to be, man. Oh, I don't know. There's one, there's one more important step the competitors yeah the com- the competitors are big ass companies yeah mm-hmm. and we are not a company we are a decentralized <laughs> community and networks it makes a difference i got to tell you i wish we did have a really good marketing team though i got to just got to throw that out there the the product the product we have bitcoin i know man <laughs> for marketing team I know, man. I just, I'm I'm just memeing. It's uh, it's it's so crazy when you see the you know when you see VC coins, dude. Just when you see Solana go from thirty bucks to two fifty in like a couple months, and you're like, but some ah. some of these people, the new people that are coming in, some of them are staying. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, no doubt, are staying for good. Like us, like 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 we did, mm-hmm. because we, we we weren't here from 2009, right? Only only 100 people were in that list that Satoshi sent the email. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so all, only these people knew. Everyone came later, so every newcomer is welcome. Let them play. It's money around. Yeah. Someone someone's gonna lose. Someone's gonna win. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Mm-hmm. A lot of people. A lot of people are. I, I believe they're going to stay for good. That wow. this is this is the the way of life now. Since we're talking about the numbers that came out this week, I mean the the numbers about the steady adoption.
Sorry about that, guys. I lost. I don't know what happened. I lost everything there. I think something happened with my internet. All right. Y'all there? I think we're in. I don't, I could I could see like some stuff going on. And I think you guys could hear everybody else. I couldn't hear anything. Oh. Okay. All right. You good? What was what was uh what I miss? What I miss? <laughs> we had a good topic. Uh, it was I the greatest really conversation remember. ever. I was <laughs> Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we had a great topic though. <laughs> Yeah, I, I ended it because I couldn't hear it. Because you were talking and people were laughing in the crowd. I figured you were probably talking about me. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, anyway. Let so everybody we... know that they can, they, can, they can speak. Yeah, I put it back out there. They'll come. I saw Johnny was out, had jumped in right as I had to kick everyone out. But All right. John, Johnny Likewin was in there? Yeah. He John? He's been pretty consistent. He's missed. That's my man, bro. Dude, solid. You can tell him. How, yeah, he is. He's probably. From, you, sound, you sound like you're from over that area, Philly or Jersey. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm yeah, 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 yeah. The Philly thing. Yeah, yeah. I've been in Philly. <laughs> I've been in Philly. I don't live there now, man. I'm down VA now. I'm, I'm chilling. I, I had to. I had a son, man. I had, I had my first kid, man. So I had to get out of, get out of up north. Now I want to raise no kids up here. Yeah, Philly was rough. I'm in the mountains, baby. Loving it. Loving it. Yeah. Good job. That's cool. Good job. I'm trying to get, man, I've been trying to get some people to kind of get some uh, experts in here. You know what I'm saying? No offense to you guys. Oh, no, nah, man. I'm, I'm trying to get Stark. I want to I want to really get, now I know that it's probably asking a lot to get that Elizabeth Stark. Oh. Starkness to come in and talk about lightning. We could or, understand I don't have shit. enough people, right? But I wonder we if we did like shit. some kind of campaign. Johnny. Oh, here he is. He'll listen. What's up, Johnny? Um, but yeah, I feel like that. I had fun doing that Mimble Wimble one. And Lightning Network is such a... I don't know, man. It, I'm not... I don't understand it well enough yet. And... I feel like the best thing to do is have someone who really knows it and can give you fair... A fair assessment lets you ask questions about it. It's, obviously, that's the easiest thing to do, but I don't know. I would love to get some more stuff going on here. But it's tough. So, Everybody's competing, you know? So, there is an episode on YouTube from Magical Crypto Friends. Yeah. And Elizabeth Stark is there and explaining everything about Lightning Network. Oh, she is, huh? Yes. So, she was like... Um, she works in Lightning Labs, but she didn't invent the Lightning Network, right? Charlie Lee did. <laughs> oh, dude. Of course. You think? I thought, no, it was just some guy from MIT. I mean, yeah. Okay. Whatever. He's the one that started it all, right? Yeah. Yeah. Got it going. All right, we got some people back now. But Lightning Labs, without, uh, without Charlie's contribution, it wouldn't exist. But anyway. That's a, that's a different story. Well, say real quick um, before we jump into that, because I had a couple. Oh, here's a couple things I did want to talk about this week. So we were talking about um, I, fuck, what were we talking? Some other with 
using the coins, right? Transactions, like you said, it's, it's a coin that's usable. And I was thinking today about, you know, we, we often talk about using it, right? Go out, spend it, reuse it. And so last week after our conversation about NFTs and all this metaverse shit, one of the things that came up was the pay play to earn, which is this new thing with video games. You can like, I don't know, you jump onto this site, you stake some coins, you play a game, you earn some coins. And I was moving this, I had this, I put this, I had a little bit of this thing called wax protocol. I went out there, I started playing with it. At the end, it just seemed kind of stupid. I wasn't all, I don't have time to sit around and look at it, but I thought, you know, I'm actually sitting here using this thing. Like there's act, like here's a coin that I can see people. They're actually engaging with it. It's not just sitting in a cold storage wallet. Mm, and I'm not sure about that though. Well, hold on, just just go with me on this. Just so okay. mentally, I felt like, well, this is a real thing. Like this has, it becomes much more real when I go, well, hey, here I'm actually using the fucking thing. I'm not just sitting on it, right? And I think that when you like there's just more of a connection to it when you actually use it. And so all this stuff we talk about, you know, use the coin, use the coin. I think that leads to the usage really leads to this trust in it. Like the more you use a coin, I see the more exactly. transactions you put through, the more often it comes out on the other side over and over and over again. You get that sense of this. You know, I my faith in this thing grows and grows and grows. And what's weird about these systems is that, yes, they're all trustless systems, right? They're designed by computer, you know, computer code and mathematics to work. Bitcoin and Litecoin and Ethereum and Monero and Vertcoin, all these coins, they work. And we know they'll all work. But at the same time, if you don't use them, your faith in them isn't going to be nearly what it is if you use them all the time. And so... I think the more we keep, I just want to reiterate, the more we use it, the more people see you use the coins, the more you trust it, the more they're going to trust it. And you're going to, it's going to come through in the way you talk about it. Like, hey, this thing works. Like you can look your friend dead in the eye and be like, dude, I use this thing every day. It works. It's a hundred percent reliable. Where if a Bitcoiner is like, well, yeah, I stick, it's on my exchange or it's sitting in my cold storage wall. I don't ever really use it. They're maybe not going to have as much faith in their network, even though it's Bitcoin, even though we all know Bitcoin works. So, just so the usage leads to that trust, that faith, which means people are going to consistently use it and also leads to stability of hopefully long-term stability of the price because people actually are just in and out of it all the time. So I just was kind of realizing that the reliability leads to the trust. And even though... And you can't have a scarce asset just be scarce. You have to trust it as well. So that's my thing to start the show. <laughs> Half hour in. What do you guys think? I totally agree with that. Charlie Lee was always saying to support the network, use a Litecoin. Use the coin. He always said that everywhere that's true like he knows <laughs> Charlie knows and that's why 
all these people are, are, are working on the wallet, how they, how people going to use it. Really, really important. Because yeah, what, what are you seeing in those other projects are computers playing with each other, like, like a video game. Yeah, that's my agree. my view. Like it's my view. You, well, that maybe 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 we think that we are transacting with real people, but maybe we're not. So yeah, those transactions. You know, the transactions are up. The transaction, the median transaction. I mean, like how much is it usually worth? Is only at one hundred twenty-five bucks. The fee is under is a tenth of a penny right now. The median transaction fee. And it's going to get lower once Mimblewimble comes along. I mean, yeah, like you guys are saying, all this stuff is is just heading in the right direction. I love it. Yeah. It's awesome. It, 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 this, we just need patience. So let me ask you this. Let's say the price did stabilize. Let's say we got to a point where we reach whatever it is. Let's say it's $200 is the price in we get enough time under our belt that, okay, it's going to increase by 5% a year or something like that or whatever, 10%, something that's going to basically be an inflation resistant asset. The longer that stability comes in, we have, we are like 200% a year, right? Now. Well, I understand that, but I'm saying like once stability sets in, because right now, like I feel really good about it. I feel really good. Like I, I, I'll put in a ton of assets into crypto. And it's just a matter of time before I flip the switch and I'm living all crypto. It's more just the inconvenience factor than anything right now, right? But once you once you feel comfortable enough with the asset, you're just like, I'm in. I got it all day, every day. Like that's that's the point where we got to get people to over time, right? Is to abandon the dollar. So I don't know. Uh, so I want to talk about that a little bit. That's my speech to you guys, I guess. And then another thing to talk about that I thought was just a brainstorm. Somebody asked today, he might be in here. Um, if you could have one thing, once Mimblewimble's done, what's the next thing you want to see Litecoin strive to achieve? So I'll put that to you guys all. Anybody want to come up and ask you? I said... I still think Charlie's idea of a physical a physical representation of Litecoin somehow finding a way that you can have a physical asset and it's tradable in person, almost like cash, would be a huge achievement in the third world. No transaction fees, no on-chain transaction, just a physical passing of a essentially like a paper wallet where people can scan the wallet. They know that it has the value in that wallet. So you don't have to, you can verify it on the spot and you don't need to actually use the blockchain. You can just hand over the wallet. So you're talking about a layer to solution. No, I'm talking about like an open dime. Where like a quarter or like like a dollar like like a bill it could be whatever it could be it could be whatever that's what I mean I don't know that it needs to be it could be like a plastic card it could be some sort of 
I'm just that's what I'm saying. I think that would be I'm working I'm working on the POS industry. Cash is going like extinct. <laughs> well so let's say you could walk into let's say it was a bill, right? And it's one dollar worth of, I mean whatever. We'll call it a hundred litoshis or photons, whatever we're gonna call it. Mm-hmm. And you walk in and there's a QR code, and on the QR code is you can scan the address. So the the vendor could verify there were there are a hundred litoshis on there. The problem with my idea right now is that you can copy QR codes, right? So it'd have to be like, how do you, I don't know, protect that in some way? But um, I also thought about this in El Salvador. Like right now, Bitcoin has no traffic in the mempool. So while fees are low, if you created wallets that were super small values. So let's say we're at 100 Satoshis right now for the fee, the transaction fee. Build a bunch of 100, some, you know, some guys rich and is willing to give to this cause. Create a bunch of 100 Satoshi wallets. And over time, if fees go up at all, it'll be literally impossible to take the money off of there because the fee will outpace the value of the wallet. Does that make sense? These are just brainstorms I've had. So it would be it would be economically impossible, economically unfeasible to drain these wallets. So you'd have a permanent wallet that could never be transacted with digitally. It could only be passed around physically. It'd be the only way to actually transmit the value from one person to another. That's that's the the keywords. The seed. Oh, you exactly. could import. Could, well, could you? Can you import a wallet with no transaction fee? Um. So yeah, that's like goes into NFT stuff, like with this, oh, the name sorry, service. No, you know, down. like you can transfer a whole profile with NFTs, all different kinds of assets as a whole. Well, I understand that. I understand that. But what I'm talking about is the stress, the transaction stress on the blockchain. When you get to a point, Indigo's he's in the crowd. He knows all about the limitations of the block space. And the less um, information, the, the fewer transactions we have to put on that blockchain, the better. It's better for everybody. It keeps fees down. It makes transactions faster. Confirmations come faster. And I'm just wondering if, if you had a physical asset that you knew represented a scarce asset, would you accept that? You know what I'm saying? Does this make any sense? Am I totally losing everybody here? <laughs> like like minting like minting US dollars into Bitcoin or the Litecoin. That's what you're saying. Um, I think, I think no, so. No, no, no. But it's no, not a paper no. asset. He's using anything as an asset. What what I'm saying is that whatever that asset is, that paper asset needs to be tied to a, an address on the blockchain like to check the value of an address doesn't cost anything you can look at the address on the blockchain and see oh this has a litecoin attached to it so i know i'm giving i'm i'm giving you the wallet 
Huh? That's a bug in the code. That's why. No, no, I don't understand what I'm So if you give me you a paper wallet, we have a bug us. You give me a paper wallet, right? If you hand, if I'm your friend, you go, hey, here's five Litecoin, and it's on a paper wallet, and I scan the public address, I can, it'll, I'll know it has five Litecoin on it. I don't need to trust you. I don't need to know who you are. I'll take the piece of paper because I've scanned the address and I know 100% that address has five Litecoin on it. I see what you're saying. But, but now yeah, I need yeah. the private to actually access Yeah, you can develop the QR codes to equal different totals and send out a product with that QR code. It doesn't matter what the product is. Each QR code would have a different value in total. Ones, fives, tens, twenties. Yeah, you could do it. You could make it the plastic. You could do anywhere, anything you want. Like a gift public. card. The idea that, and what the open dime does is it obscures the private address. And only when you actually break uh, the seal on an open dime, you can then see the private address and you could import it somewhere else. But once you do that, it becomes obvious to anybody else. So they know that, okay, this thing's been basically emptied and corrupted. So I won't accept it. You get what I'm saying? So if we could physically use these things instead of having to always use the blockchain, because I said this last week, if you go into a store and, hey, you shop there every week, and when you use a credit card, you're putting your card in to communicate with a server somewhere else and have all these intermediaries get involved when you're standing right in front of the person. And the same thing with the Litecoin network. Why, why put the stress on the Litecoin network? When you could sit, stand in front of the guy and just hand it to him, and he gets the coins, he doesn't need to put any stress on the addresses. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm not saying it's. I'm saying this that's, is what I would like them to work on. I'm said, not saying it exists. I'm saying that, that's I want, why I said it. It it exists. You can have the seed from a wallet, right? And give it to somebody. Yeah, you're you're handing over the private keys. Exactly. Yes. And so how do we do that in a way that could actually be mass adopted and that people like would actually <laughs> like a gift card or something. <laughs> right. Well, and if people, if people started to not choose to actually import the coins, like you don't, like, I don't need to pull the coins off this asset. I'll just keep it in my pocket for a later date and give it to somebody else. You know? So if it's a RFI, you know, if it's some, so let's say, let's say it's a plastic card. It looks like a credit card. Mm-hmm. And it's worth one Litecoin. And I can just hand, you know, I get it and I go, well, why bother putting it on chain and putting it in my Litecoin wallet? I'll just keep it in my pocket. And then when I go to the store, I'll hand it to the next guy. and He'll, he'll understand that it's worth one Litecoin. And we all have the option to pull it off chain or off onto our cold storage if we want, but we don't have to. And then maybe there's this like, semi-cash system. I'm thinking way long-term, or I'm thinking like El Salvador, again, third world countries, right? Again, because somebody somebody is going to want to put it in their wallet. Okay, so, so when they do that, gonna, so when they do that, happen. yeah, fair enough. So, Bagamas, you yeah. give it to me, or you give me the card, and you've, you've already pulled off that coin. I mm-hmm. scan the public address on that card, and there's no coins in it. So I go, well, I'm not taking this. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I can check the value to confirm that you're not trying to scam me. 
that's all. That's my that's my answer to the question of what do you want next after MWeb? What do you guys want? Uh, hey, it's uh, Litecoin Pat here. How's it going, everybody? Um, I like the idea, the open dime and everything, but um, if you actually physically lose that open dime, and if no one finds it, like it gets buried and you can't find it, or you know, it goes in the ocean, it's gone forever. So it's kind of high stakes, and um, you know, when you True. when they lose cash, when they when they lose cash, U.S. dollars, well, it's pretty just pretty easy just print it up again and replace it so i think the the high stake nature of actually losing that open dime is just too is just too great of a of a risk to to use like every day so i kind of like open dimes but i don't see them being a a major factor long term just because it's too risky it's too risky to have something off chain and you physically lose it and then you get pissed off because it's gone for good and well, what if it's like you know what if it's just you know 500 litoshis you know if it's just a really small amount so it's like a dollar or 50 cents or a quarter yeah I, I like the idea like i've never i'm never gonna lose my uh cold storage wallet i just think like if you're using them in mass like from me to a stranger from a stranger to here if you're using them like cash i just think it's I don't know. Maybe it could work. I just think it's, um, I don't think it's, uh, I just don't think it's what, what we're excited about because it's, you know, it's more, I, I get where you're, it's a bare asset. It, it, it's definitely like a bare asset and I like it, but, um, you know, if we're going to go digital handing over, a, a a USB stick, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but I just don't see it playing out very positively. I like where he's going with it, but um, this is Johnny Litecoin, guys, by the way. Um, I like where he's going with it, but I feel like in the future, like we always say there's going to be no no cash, no cash, right? There's always going to be cash. It's just not going to be cash as we know it today. It's not going to be cash with dead presidents on it that are just pieces of paper. It's going to be cash with QR codes on it. So when the government sends people in the future their universal basic income, which we know is going to come, um, when they start sending people universal basic income, we say, hey, they'll do this through a digital currency. What about people that can't use it? They're not tech savvy. There's a learning curve, yada, yada, yada. How do they, how do they interact in this type of society? Well, they're going to use a digital currency version of cash. It's going to be a paper wallet. They're going to hand it to the clerk. The clerk is going to scan it, rip it up, throw it away, and then give them back some type of voucher or some type of something that gives them their um, their, their change or whatever. So it's not cash that circulates around in the system but it's cash people can use. So they still have that cash experience. Clerk scans it, rips it up and throws it away. And I think what'll happen is this will happen on some type of second layer. Like you'll see lightning cash or something like that. Um, and um, cause obviously, yeah, you don't want this stuff going down on, on the layer one. The Litecoin fees are cheap right now. As the blocks get more full, we know that the fees will not be as cheap. So we know as mass adoption comes that, 
you know, the on-chain fees will, will rise. Um, so I think this will definitely happen on some type of layer two is, is how I'd see I, it. But, I agree. I think it'll be a layer two. The way you presented that work, that uh, process, it makes sense. You know, let's say it's like a gold certificate, but in a digital era in many ways where let's say I go to a bank who will essentially issue this Litecoin certificate or Bitcoin certificate uh, in whatever denominations of uh, Satoshis or Litoshis. Um, I go to wherever I use it, wherever I want, like, you know, a retailer, I spend the money and then uh, they give me back that change, which would still be an on-chain transaction or it could be on the second layer. Um, and that could either go into your wallet address or if it's on the second layer, using the bank into your account with that second layer solution yeah, the, um, the only thing i saw that was like risky risky in what i said is like you could you know you could print a paper wallet and then make 100 copies of it so you give out 100 copies of the same wallet they're all going to scan it it's all they're all going to see that these paper pieces of paper only one person's going to get to actually import that wallet you get right but it's as soon as it's spent at that point of purchase, the clear, you could actually you could drop this right into a point of sale system right now. You could build out an app, drop it into like um, any one of these point of sale systems. And at the point of sale, you get a pay button that comes up. It scans that QR code. It scrapes that paper wallet. And it takes whatever is off of there. So, yeah, you're right. That's actually the advantage of the paper wallet, though, over regular cash. Regular cash, if you lose um, some $100 bills, you're screwed. Yeah, the government can print more of them up, but you yourself that lost them are screwed. I mean, I remember be being a little kid. I lost, I lost like 500 bucks one summer. It was like my money I made all summer. I was freaking devastated, right? Yeah. So, with, with paper wallets, if you have backup copies, that is an advantage now for the user. You could stash your cash, I guess, in different spots and have travel around with it. Yeah, or, could you, could you, um, can you link like five public addresses or, you know, as many as you want to one private, uh, key? You know what I mean? Like, um, so if my seed phrase, Let's say I have one seed phrase. Yeah, I can have one seed phrase and like 20 public wallets out of that one seed phrase, right? Well, yeah, because a lot of the wallets yeah. are, are what's called um, hierarchical, like deterministic, and it, it'll keep creating a new um, um, it'll keep creating a new address each time. So you're going to have just your one seed phrase going to keep creating. Like even, even Light Wallet works that way. But uh, you could also, too, I could also envision this happening using some type of multi-sig technology where a company might see a lot of the innovation people get mad they're like oh like you know why is litecoin not doing this or this i'm like litecoin's a freaking decentralized blockchain like like what do you like look for the companies to do the innovating not not a decentralized like like blockchain itself like sure there's gonna be innovation on litecoin but we need to look for the companies that are involved in crypto. They're going to do a lot of the innovating. So I could see a company come along and say, hey, we like this idea. You know what? We're going to have it be above board where the governments won't come in and shut them down. They'll do some type of AML, KYC, 
whatever yada 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 stuff they got to do right this company does that they make it all compliant and they almost could use some type of multi-sig technology they probably need money in some type of treasury but they could you could probably almost build out this little cash ecosystem utilizing some type of like paper wallet or technology similar to you know something kind of along the lines of like an open dime where people could run around this cash experience a company's kind of insuring it all and yada yada so i yeah, can see just, yeah that yeah. happening too yeah some sort of like again we might be getting really deep into this but if you were to have a like a primary device that had a public wallet and then they were they were rotating some sort of secondary like two two FA feature. So in order to access it, only one person who actually held that rotating key that changed every two seconds or whatever would be able to access that particular public wallet. Rather than so if anybody copied your public address, it wouldn't matter. All right. I'm not even, yeah, there's gonna be that's what I mean. That I there's somebody who's much smarter than me that can that will figure this out, I hope. And so this all came from when Charlie said during El Salvador, hey, we should have a physical Bitcoin. And all the Bitcoiners mocked him for it. It was like, well, you guys don't, you're not as smart as Charlie, so don't mock Charlie. Because <laughs> he'll figure this out. <laughs> all right, we've got a lot of people jump up here. Uh, Indigo came up and uh, Alex, I get, Alex popped up. I think, oh, too, ahead, Charlie's man. brother's kind of... Um... Thinking along these lines too, with that whole ballet um, wallet yeah. thing that he has. I mean, that if you think about it, the whole idea behind that is you're giving somebody something physical. Um, you don't have to go through any process of downloading a wallet. So that's, you know, that that those are cool as well. And it's not exactly what you're talking about, but it's at least along those lines. Well, and some of this, some of this does go back to the fungibility factor, right? If you don't, if one of the hard things to be would be, let's say you're using what Bobby Lee, like you just mentioned, uh, you receive some coins from somebody and you assume, hey, they're good to go. But if they've been tracked and they're linked to somebody that is under some kind of investigation, you you could potentially get you know, blacklisted somehow. Right. That's why businesses that accept and exchanges, they run like a compliance layer kind of thing on top of the blockchain um it's called one of them it's called like chain analysis there's others like block cipher there's a few of them and basically what that does scans the transaction for nefarious activity dark net markets gambling sites um whatever sanctions lists that they put out and then basically it runs a quick scan tells you yay or nay is your coin good or not so as long as it passes through that you're good any business that's taken a large payment unfortunately they would they wouldn't want to take just raw litecoin on on chain they would want to take it through a service that offers that compliance layer just because they would know it wasn't a tainted coin um hopefully mimble wimble can solve some of that problem where my hope is that we can make a lot of this bullshit irrelevant that they put out there. In other words, like I'm in the payments business. I always had to deal with AML KYC, right? And, you know, to be honest with you, it's, a, you know, 
it's a lot of it, you know, it's a lot of it's a crock of shit. It makes the makes it worse for the good people and it makes it easier for criminals to do what they're trying to do. It doesn't make doesn't make things any safer, right? But but for whatever reason, they put this whole BS out there. And, you know, they got people thinking that, oh, my God, AML KYC is, is going to keep us all safe. My attitude is let's just make that shit irrelevant, right? Yeah, yeah, no problem. We'll keep doing AML KYC. Yeah, we'll do it till we're blue in the face. You know what? We built another system and it's freaking irrelevant. Let's look at this AML KYC like it's um, like it's rules for a typewriter, and then you would build a computer and a smartphone and you're laughing. And they're like, we're enforcing <laughs> these rules for the typewriter. It's like, listen, you jerk offs. We're already on a smartphone. <laughs> Dude, you should have been here last week. That's what it was. Uh, so I, I put up two. I put up the last two. I've been really late on this up on the podcast. So one of them was I, I used your name, Johnny. I hope you're all right with that. I'm but cool with mobile, it, man. Our mobile wallet discussion from the 17th. We went into that quite a bit. And last week, we that was a lot of what we talked about last week is basically bypassing the system, right? Just, just like, why do you need, I don't want to get too far into it, but like, you know, the idea of eventually people being able to teach a course, some guy from, you know, uh, India is a genius in economics. He can conduct a course and anybody in the world can take it and he can get paid for it. And as soon as we start recognizing um, some of these courses, right? Like, let's say it's, you know, I use Jordan Peterson as an example. He does a sociology course. You go to get a job and they recognize him as being a valid course. And you say, yeah, I can validate that I pass this course and this course and this course. The colleges are done. It's over. Like the, there will be no reason to go to college if you can go get the same level of uh, respect or validity from a non-accredited university, right? But that goes to what you're saying. We're just going to bypass the system. We're going to go, you're, you're making rules for colleges. We're not going to bother with college anymore. You're making rules for cash. We're just going to not use cash. So it's cool. Exactly, because it's like, you know, like, people want to fight the stuff, and I'm like, I'm a stickler, like, in the payments world for this AML KYC. I tell people, and this is this is what they fucking want. Like, sorry to be swearing if there's kids in the room, but this is what they fucking want. I'm like, I gotta follow All the good. rules. I'm like, but let me explain to you why this is a bad system. Why Litecoin's the answer? Why Bitcoin's the answer? So, as I'm being a stickler, I'm red pilling, or you know, I guess orange pilling people in the Bitcoin world about Bitcoin. Why we need to build a better system. And people are like, oh my God, yeah, well, the government wants you guys getting all this info. I'm like, yep, they think it's safe that companies collect all this information on you. I'm like, do you think that keeps you safe? And they're like, no. And I'm like, I don't think it does either, but that's what they want us to get. So I'm sorry, we have to get all this information on you. All right, hey, I'm going to bring up uh, a couple of people in waiting. Nick, Columbia. What's going on, guys? I'm just listening right now. I honestly have nothing to offer to the conversation. Nothing at all. That's, don't sell yourself short. I'm sure you <laughs> have something Nick, Hey, Nick, we're, ha- we're happy to have you in here, man. Just uh... Johnny Litecoin, what's going on? Now, you know what? I actually wanted to backtrack a little bit because I heard you guys talking a little bit about college and stuff like that. This is just something that kind of came into my mind. 
Do you ever think maybe in the near future they're going to – I mean, I don't even know if universities have already started this. But do you think they're ever going to offer maybe courses on cryptocurrency and stuff? Because I would I would join uh, Professor yes. Johnny Litecoin's class. It's for, already for happening. Sure. Yes, it's already happening 100%. That's awesome. Yeah, maybe I got to – Who was saying last week that like uh, uh, Sailor – Yeah, was it Sailor has a, a class he's offering for free and then the state of Delaware or something was – yeah, Mike, Michael Saylor. Michael Saylor has a free app. You can download it. It's got a bunch of Bitcoin stuff on there. Also, Pomp has a fr- uh, not a free, but you got to pay. I think it's reasonable. I think like a thousand dollars just to give you all the basics. And if you want to get some, I don't know, accreditation, Pomp has a rather kind of cheap uh, course. So it's already out there. It already exists. Uh, one one thing about uh, Mimble Wimble, I wanted to touch on. Does uh I know CoinJoin exists for uh Bitcoin? Does yep. anybody know if there's a CoinJoin for Litecoin? We're talking about tainted coins and washing away your history. Okay. Is so, there a CoinJoin yeah. for for Litecoin? Because I know Mimblewimble will solve some of that, but I'm just wondering if there's one for Litecoin. There was. I don't think you got a lot of usage. I will tell you this: if you have a chance, you know, I'm not trying to pump our own episodes here. But our second episode, we're on Litecoin Underground on Apple and Spotify podcasts. And whatever it was about a month ago, we did one with uh, David Burkett, who cre- who's implementing Mimblewimble, and he went through it. And one of the things that stuck out to me is it's Mimblewimble is a coin join. It is if everybody uses it, or you know, if a lot of people are using it, all your coins go into these extension blocks, and the longer they stay in there, the less tied to you they become. And that's what he basically said. He said, it's like one massive coin joint. Your coins get mixed up and they come out the other side. And so I would say, no, we don't currently have one that's very active if we do. But Mimblewimble will be immensely better. I I think um, Wasabi Wallet has coin join built into it. And um, Litecoin's integrated into Wasabi Wallet. Um, oh, is it now? Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, personally, I would be careful using CoinJoin because um, a lot of exchanges and stuff will flag stuff they see came from a CoinJoin. When it's on Mimblewimble, obviously, it'll be a lot better because it's um, it's a CoinJoin-like feature that's built into the protocol itself. And that's different than, hey, these coins came from like a CoinJoin service. So I would just throw that out there for people that um, – just be careful using it. Um, I would just wait and use something like Mimblewimble personally. All right, Rage42, you've been waiting here, bud. What's up? Yo, what's up, guys? How you doing? Hey, you're new. What's, what's Good. Uh, How you doing? Good. How you um, doing? <laughs> How you doing? I'm How doing you doing? How you doing? How you doing? How you doing? How you doing? Okay, we got, way, we got way too many New Jersey people. No offense to you, New Jersey people. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not from New Jersey. Not you. I think Nick, Nick's from somewhere over <laughs> I'm there. I'm from Rob. I'm I'm from the Bronx originally. Uh, yeah. Johnny. Close enough. Man. He's not from New Jersey. It's like it's like you 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 can hit a freaking golf ball to Jersey from the Bronx. <laughs> oh yeah, forget about it, right? It's, yeah, it's, crazy. it's like uh, East about of the it. Appalachians. That's all I'll say. <laughs> there you go. All right, what's up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just if you guys, I just want to know if you guys do any um mining. I do um merge mining i bought a gold shell um mini doge uh, miner and i merged my litecoin and dogecoin um it's fine like it's not i'm not saying that's like it's not a great as in regards to profitability there's probably a lot of 
uh, GPU mi uh, mining system rigs that that are a lot more profitable. Um, but I was looking into other like uh, ant miners uh, for for merge mining uh, Litecoin and Doge. And just if you guys had any thoughts about that, I've done some research. I have some in mind, but I just wanted to know what you guys if you guys yeah. do that. I have in the past. What it, what it, is it called? A gold shell. Yeah, so I have one one brand that I that I bought just just for fun and just to try it out because it was just easier. It's called and uh, it's called Gold Shell Mini Doge uh, Miner, and it um, I merge mine uh, Litecoin and Doge, uh, and I do it on the uh, LitecoinPool.org because uh, they got like a, a, a pay, yeah, yeah. PP, yeah PPS and it's zero. So I was like, okay, we'll just go with that. So I just been trying that out. It's it's fine. Like it'll be good if, like, say, Litecoin goes back up to its highs and Dogecoin also, then it'll be really profitable. But for now, it's just like whatever. Um, it's just yeah, for fun. You know, I would tell you that's a great place to start. From I'm, I'm actually just looked it up real quick. Dip your toe in the water. That's what I'll tell you. You'll learn from it. It depends on your electricity rate, frankly. Like if you're paying six cents a kilowatt hour, which is extremely rare, you're probably able to make money. If you're paying 12 to 15 or more you're you're not being profitable yeah i have, I have solar energy. panels too but yeah um i have solar it covers the um the cost of it um but yeah it's not like the most profitable per watt usage like like i said there's other like gpu systems like if i were to mine eth or something like that it'd be a lot yeah, better you, you, you would want to go to an ant mine i mean the gpus with litecoin are not profitable at all so you would want to be Oh yeah, the A six, the L three plus plus that's, probably that's right what I was now looking still at next. profitable. Yeah, the L three I mean, plus plus, but I don't know if I want to pull the trigger on that yet. But it's 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 like three times the it's it's less efficient on the um on the uh, like uh per per watt it's less efficient, but yeah. it's three times the payout compared to mini Doge, um, compared to the cost. Well, the, the efficiency is what matters, to be mm -hmm. honest with you. Um, and there's the new L7, which is like a $13,000 machine right now. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. Here, that here's, my advice, wow. here's my advice to you. Because I, after the last bull run, I bought machines like in February of 18. And I used Litecoin to buy them. But when the bear market came, they were very unprofitable to the point where yeah. it just shut them down. Didn't make any right, sense. Right, right, right. And I just held the machines. And me and my buddy said, well, we'll just, because we all went together on them, we said, we'll just wait until the next bull run to sell them. Because, I mean, they were down. I paid like 1200 bucks for a machine, and it was 100 bucks for the machine plus the power supply. I mean, it became worth almost nothing. Yeah. And then once the new bull run came, they all shot back up again. So I would tell you, get the newest machine, but don't get it now. Wait until... Whatever hype is, I mean, maybe we are in a bear market. I don't know, but don't buy them when everybody's excited to buy machines. When everybody's selling the machines, that's when you buy them, right? <laughs> and when everybody's buying them, that's when you sell them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's hard. It's like it's like, um, you know, and that's what I was worried about. Like, if yeah, it just it's a lot of it's speculation to a price. Like, so say, because I see some there's some catalyst for Doge um, in the coming year. Um, so that's why I had this mind. And I think Litecoin would actually carry on that because of just being on the script uh, algorithm. I think it would it would catch some of that. Um, 
but so I was like, okay, maybe if I go now, but then of course, you know, we could crash even harder from here. So, and it could all just, you know, my machines could go down 50% in price and then I'll be like, fuck. So yeah, I, I don't know. Right. I, I would say just dip your toe in the water. What I found, cause I, and anybody else has, Satoshi, you're stepping up here, but had, uh, has done it when I did it on, at a large scale, it was somewhat profitable. And I'm talking, I had like 15 machines and not, not like, hundreds, oh, wow. but, yeah, yeah. but it was, I'm putting in a thousand dollars in electricity and I'm getting like $1,100 worth of Litecoin out. So it wasn't mm-hmm. like, you know, this massive return, but back then Doge sucked. So maybe right now it's different, but I would just say you're going to, you're going to gain more in what you learn by doing it than you are necessarily in the coins you gain. Mm-hmm. I've learned Unless a lot, you're all man. into like the, not, the, the one big advantage is that you get clean coins, you get non KYC coins. That's a one, one advantage that if you're into the privacy thing, can, can you, you kind of elaborate into that more? I actually don't well, understand. Well, when you win, when you set up a wallet with ant pool, or I'm sorry, with Litecoin pool and you are rewarded for your mining they just get deposited straight to that wallet. There's your name is not attached to those coins. Nothing about you is attached to those coins at all. Or if you buy them on an exchange, they're attached to your name. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Satoshi. Hey, hey, cut you off. hey I just found, okay. So check this out. I literally just got in the house from a, a Bitcoin mining uh, meetup at capacity. And so I learned a bunch of cool stuff that, I thought I would share, take it, take it for that, you know, whatever. But the first thing he said that I thought was pretty cool was unless it's screaming loud and killing your electric bill, it's probably not doing a lot. Right. And that's, that makes sense to me. You talk about efficiencies and so forth, but at at the core of it, keep in mind, this was about Bitcoin. Right. Um, Number two that I thought was pretty cool. A lot of the hardware out there now that I'm about to explain, not explain, but it's kind of scammy, so I'm not advising anyone to do this. But there, there's like a next generation of miners that incorporates the heat into water heaters and like useful things. So in theory, mining is not going away. And any investment that you make in something today is probably going to pay off over time. Like the, the trends are just to incorporate more and more mining into everyday things. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, it's and almost then, like, would you rather take your cash and just buy the coins right now? You know, like, you know they, hey. so they talked about that. They really did. And uh, the, the sentiment was from their experience. And this kid's name is uh, Rod something. And I don't know. They're all associated with Bitcoin magazine. But he said they, they weren't selling anything. It was a free event. Like they, they're not pushing, trying to get, get your money or scam you. He basically said that same argument. It's so much easier just to buy it at the lows. And and everybody told him, you know, don't mine it. You're wasting your time. You know, there's fire hazards. And he goes, once I started doing it, there's no turning back. Like I'm about to open a hundred acre or not hundred acre, hundred unit mining farm. Like they're all crazy about it. And it, it made a lot of sense. And the point I'm trying to make is I'm not advising anyone on anything. But I don't think the trend is going away. Number one, that's with Bitcoin. And with Litecoin, 
there's your speculative bet. But from everything I know about Litecoin and all the integrations and all the custody chains, it's Litecoin's there across the step. So to invest in Litecoin mining, uh, I don't, it's not as risky as it sounds. I've got, I got a couple. I wish I had more. Yeah, my, my, yeah, I think in the next, I keep thinking there's going to be a bear market. Maybe it won't come. But once prices of miners come down, I do want to get back into it because I did like it. I liked the idea of you have a literally a money printing machine sitting in your basement or whatever. It's like a cash. It's unbelievable when you think about it. It's like, why would I not want to be a part of this? It's the most amazing invention in history. In the last few years, everybody told you mining Litecoin was stupid. And I kept it going and not a big operation. But in hindsight, uh, all those people were wrong. So, and I'll shut up. (laughs) I just wanted to go back real quick because I know you guys have been kind of going back and forth between bull markets, bear markets, all that good stuff. I follow a bunch of crypto influencers. One in particular, I'm going to assume that everybody's pretty familiar with BitBoy Crypto. Who keeps talking about this, you know, big run that we're going to get into December, into the first quarter of uh, 2022, and that, you know, Bitcoin is going to reach these crazy all-time highs. And I see the comparisons all the time with Bitcoin and Litecoin, like, you know, Bitcoin being gold and Litecoin being the silver to Bitcoin's gold. Where do we see, um, I know, you know, you can't really make any predictions like with this kind of stuff, but where do we see Litecoin coming in in these like bull markets slash bear markets? Because, you know, everyone's not really even too sure whether we're in a bear market or whether we're in a bull market. So I just wanted to kind of see what everyone's opinion was on that. Like if we see, you know, Litecoin following suit with Bitcoin or if we see things kind of slowing down from here. 2023. Is going to be Litecoin's year. That's the next halving. I think personally, we could be going. I think personally, the markets, all markets look rough right now. We could be in for what I'm calling a deflationary spike event at some point. That's going to trigger what I feel like is some type of hyperinflationary period. And 2023 is set set up for like in basketball and someone's throwing that alley-oop to the big man Litecoin's gonna be ready to uh do the old slam dunk so that's what i would that's kind of what i would play um that's what i'm kind of playing myself personally what's your time frame nick uh as far as what just when the bull when this so-called bull run might like end or uh, personally what do you what are your goals what are you trying to achieve uh, well, right. So right now I'm in I'm in Ethereum. I'm in Litecoin. Uh, I was in Doge briefly in Bitcoin, but uh, mostly Ethereum and Litecoin. Honestly, I'm looking to, you know. I really I, I want to hold Litecoin long term right now. I've been kind of, you know, I guess you could say day trading uh, Ethereum, but I've been accumulating a lot of Litecoin. And my goal really is to accumulate. I want to get to around like o- like over 100 litecoin and i want to hold that until we get to like some you know serious all-time highs yeah no i mean my i mean somebody interrupt me or speak differently my my ultimate philosophy is that bitcoin and litecoin are going nowhere primarily because of these mining networks and the older they get the more sound they get the more the more trust they gain 
as time goes on. And so the asset only gets harder and more secure and more sound over time. In 10 years, I don't know what the price is going to be. I don't care what the price is going to be. It's a U.S. I'm not me- I'm measuring in U.S. dollars like I'm going to have my Litecoin. So I know that I'm like in a different world. I don't like to talk about price too much, but that's you have to look at that. If you're a you know, you sound like a younger guy in 10 years, dude. Yeah, long. Yeah, a lot of life to live. You keep stacking. The short term action will freak you out, but the long term plan you're going to be fine. You keep stacking Bitcoin, Litecoin. You're going to have no worries. All right. I got Rage wants to hop in. Go ahead, buddy. Thank you. I appreciate that. Hey, I, I'm going to hop into another space. I just wanted to say thank you for your insights. I appreciate it. Damn, we're not I'm, entertaining enough. I, I have another no, question. No, no, no. I, I, I had a space scheduled uh, to meet up with my buddy. So, But no, this has been great. I'll, I I want to hop into another one later. You guys, you guys I, want, I want to spend more time here. I, I just told him I'd go. Yeah, yeah, no problem. Bring him over here. It's fine. I'm listening yeah. to some Wu Tang. You guys want to hear Wu Tang? <laughs> yeah. I'll catch you guys. <laughs> See ya. You can probably barely hear it. Oh, DJ wants to pop up. Go ahead, Bagumas. You pop. What's, may, what's may up? I, may I ask about the lack of uh, innovation in the field, though? In the in the mining field? I mean, only only oh, it, it's only Bitmain. I wish I had an answer for you. You know what I'm saying? I agree. I don't understand it either. I, I think there have been some attempts. Uh, I, I know a Canadian firm that tried it, and it just, you know, it's it's hard to beat the efficiencies of China and Asia for manufacturing, and they're not interested in Litecoin at the moment. It doesn't mm-hmm. look like it. So. Yeah. Hey, uh, Satoshi, even, was there any uh, Bitcoin, though? Even, can't, even, beat, can't beat slave labor. Bitcoin. <laughs> Was there any discussion about a year ago? There was a big uh, hoopla about, you know, uh, capturing gas flares and renewable energies, just switching instantly to Bitcoin and these renewable energies where there's all these lost, uh, just basically lost energy, easily switching to Bitcoin. Was there much discussion on that? Because that sounded really interesting during when they were talking about that. But I haven't heard much of that lately. I mean, you can go out and see where they're using mining fields to do exactly that now not only in the u.s anywhere bitcoin is mined there is litecoin right there you know it's just it's an easy play you get a lot of it it's you know it it complements the bitcoin schema so yeah any any kind of technology that you're reading about as far as where bitcoin is headed that it is blazing a trail it's it's blue ocean and it's going places it's never been before. It's changing all the rules, and and Litecoin follows that path. I mean, yeah. it just it cannot help but follow that path. And we're seeing more and more of that. And then last week, I don't know if you guys talked about this, with the the looming threat of the SEC, Litecoin is not a security, and we have smart contracts. You've got all these platforms stacking up behind it. And you're going to have some issues with with the SEC if you're a security. Yeah, that's kind of why I stayed away from mining, because I'd rather just buy the coin. And eventually you're just going to be competing with these massive players that are capturing gas flares. And I don't know anything about that. So I don't think I'd be in a winning 
position to compete with mining from my MacBook versus no, these guys that you're are. You're not wrong. Yeah, I get you. You're just, not wrong. But however, yeah. from, from the frontier, and life is going in a way that I, I can't tell you where it's going right now. It's, it's not as predictable as all. But from the frontier, this is one of the last free economic planes to mine your own Litecoin there is. So you, you may underscore and underplay that oh, I, don't, I don't count. I don't matter. <laughs> but, but it does. I, I have... I have just the smallest little farm. When I say farm, I like to call it a farm. It's really just one plugged in, sometimes two, but I can't handle two, just one. So when I say two, I'm really, I'm really bullshitting you. Um, huh. And yeah, and I mean, if you're in the process over time, and now if I you're in the wallet, process, you might as well, for sure. Absolutely. Just, I didn't yeah. see the wall. I mean, I, I just leave it alone. And every once in a while I check it, and I go, damn. I get 0 0.05 Litecoin a day and it freaking adds up over years. Yeah, that, so, seems, that seems like a lot to me. That's 0 0.05. That, that's uh, L that does seem high, plus yeah. plus. And yeah. uh, it's at Litecoin just, pool. You know, just plugging it in and not really doing much. It's 0 0.05 a day. Is yeah, no, good. I'm happy with it. And Dogecoin has really helped that. Doge it's, a for, it's a forced DCA. It's a forest yeah. DCA. What What do you mean when you say that Dogecoin is helping that? Uh, the dual mine. Somebody's talking about the dual. But when Doge became popular, my mining went through the roof. Mm. I was 200%. getting paid 0 0.05 every four days. And then at one point, I was getting that twice a day when the Doge craze hit. Wow, but point zero five every day—that's that's great. Good for you, yeah, man. Yeah, no, right on. One, one. The the guys make fun of me, call because I call it the miner in my closet, and they're like, mm, "What do you have in your closet, Paul?" <laughs> um, and you know, it's just it just goes. Yeah, no, that's great. All right, I'm gonna hit the bed, but uh, one thing to leave off on. Someone was talking about Bitcoin, Litecoin being like the staple coins and i absolutely believe that's true bitcoin number one litecoin number two i see that playing out for the long term yeah. uh, proof, of, proof of work is here to stay and i still think to this day proof of stake is an experiment that could blow up in people's faces i think ethereum has proved some things with technology and DeFi made it look they've made it realize that it, it's possible i don't know I'm still not a big believer in Ethereum. So if that comes out and you just have left these proof of work, Bitcoin, Litecoin, oh my God, the upside to Litecoin is just, is just enormous. If it comes true that proof of work is the only one that's really worth it, oh my God, Litecoin is just going to absolutely explode. Yeah, I, you know, I've uh, probably jumped back and forth in this in the last few weeks. I've I've decided that, like, to me, decentralization and freedom is better than regulation and the state. <laughs> so there are some there are definitely some protocols that are still pretty centralized and maybe they should be regulated. But I would prefer that they be allowed to run their course and that the free market play out than to. I mean, it would be beneficial for us all financially if like if 
the SEC came in and said, well, here's these five assets that you're allowed to trade. But that's not how I, I we're going to make it either way. And I think even 10% decentralization and pulling a little bit of monetary energy or whatever you want to call it, interest away from the centralized entities and from these banks and governments is a good thing. Freedom is a good. And so the more of that we have, the better. So I just always want to throw that in because I get the regulation thing and, hey, it might come, but I don't want to wish it. I want that stuff to evolve naturally, right? So just something to think about. Hey, uh, D-Gen, you've been waiting for a while, man. What's up? Hey, what's going on, guys? Actually, no, I just wanted to kind of piggyback on an old question from Nick, um, just kind of going on where I see uh, the market going. Yeah. Um, but for me, I mean, I, I think if you get out of that time frame, that like mindset to where I need to make this by this time or I need to really be on my game to watch for the top, um, I got back in at 217 and I literally bought the top, like bought Litecoin from about 80 all the way to 300 and then watched it and felt it go all the way down. But I kind of knew that, you know, the space was going to pick up. There was bullish news even at the time of the bear market. So it, it seemed like everything was just, you know, slowly going to correct again and then get back that value. But for me, I think the biggest thing that helped me was, you know, just kind of forgetting about like that short term price action. Because once 219 hit my portfolio, it just it's it's never been down since 219. And I think when everyone realizes you just need to kind of treat Litecoin and Bitcoin more as a store of value and not as like a risky asset like these other, you know, check coins that were just kind of throwing in off of a whim you know hearing a couple of tips like we honestly know that you know they don't have the track record or the foundation that you know these other coins have with a little bit more data into them um i think that's kind of the way to go and that's more of the way to think about it and without having to have any worry even if we are approaching some you know uh bearish times it's it, it's just holding and being patient, right? There's no one that's ever lost money in this entire cycle if you just held on long enough. And I think that's pretty powerful to remember if, uh, you know, we ever lose hope or forever kind of just thinking negative that we're not going to make that money back, that as long as we hold on, we, we haven't lost anything. And I think within that time, I know with myself, my portfolios, it, it's definitely up since I first started. I've been DCA for this whole time. But uh, yeah, it, it, it's, 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 it's something where I think we lose track of and we start getting greedy because we start seeing these new coins, you know, that just start flying out of nowhere that really have no track record. It's frustrating. But then I think we forget again, well, wait a minute, we're still... If we've been, you know, here long enough, we've been up pretty good since even the beginning of this year. But that's it. That That's so true. Because you see things, you see like stuff like Shiba Inu or like, you know, when Doge had that huge explosion. 
and you got, you know, guys like us who are holding Litecoin and, you know, not necessarily that we're, you know, waiting for that big pop, but, you know, it is like, it is kind of like, uh, I, I completely get what you're saying. I completely agree with that because, you know, you see something like what would happen with like Shiba and Doge and like, you're like, all right, when's this going to happen with Litecoin? But, you know, you kind of got to just, I see what you guys are saying. It's way more long-term than it is short-term. I, I agree a hundred percent. It's really hard to watch these things happen. It's really hard to watch something go, Jesus Christ, this coin, that coin, whatever it is, Solana goes up 10x, 20x, and you're just like, you feel like, I mean, it's like this temptation, right? It's almost like you're in a relationship and there's these hot chicks walking around you hitting on you. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're like, that's, a great, that, no, that's a great analogy. Yeah. And, well, you got to go also, do it. I'm in this for the long term. Like I, I've made, I've done the math. I've looked at everything that's around me, and I know, I am certain, I'm certain that Bitcoin and Litecoin are going to be around. That's one thing I know. And you have to just stick to that mentality of like those are just different things. Like I don't get mad. I don't get mad at my Litecoin investment when somebody wins the lottery. I go, well, they won the lottery. Right? They played a game that I wasn't wanting to play. So it's just weird. It's it's just a different. It's just a different investment that somebody hit it big and they just happen to be listed right next to us on an exchange. Other than that, there's no relationship to the to those assets, you know. Definitely, and I don't think a lot of them even stick around for you know more than one cycle, if 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 they even last a whole cycle. Because I know with like Solana and Dot and all these new ETH killers coming out, it it almost seems like you know since the community just started, of course the billionaires that just kind of got a hit and whiff of crypto, they want to get in on something more new to have a more firm supply. And unfortunately, I think Litecoin's been here for so long that it is decentralized to where, yeah, I know there's still a lot of manipulation, but there's not that much control by these new faces as there is into like these other coins like, you know, Solana, where you got Aliri, Chamath and all these literally billionaires promoting it now. So you could imagine they're promoting it not because of the system itself, it's just because their bags and their big fat supply of it. So I think that's another thing to always be appreciative about with Litecoin is because like, like we've all been saying, even if, you know, we don't have that big of a pop compared to others, we know our coin's not going to completely crash or the system's not going to be anywhere in a few more years down the line, like other coins. Cause I remember back in 2017, one of the biggest things that was shocking too is when coins hit their top, like XRP, uh, NEO, and a few other ones, those coins went straight fucking down, like immediately 40% had barely any retracement and they just kind of flooded down to the dumps to whereas Litecoin, Bitcoin, Dash, and a few other coins, you know, they did waves to make you think, oh, are, are we coming back up? Because you know, they have that solid foundation and community that people still wanted to buy thinking it was going higher rather than, oh, this is a shit coin completely. I need to get out and leave. <laughs> people should look at another good thing, too. People should look at um, Litecoin and Bitcoin as like as like the base. So when people make money on like Shiba or, you know, Doge or, you know, Solana or some of this crazy stuff 
you know, I tell people, I'm like, hey, home run, man, awesome. You, you know, you, you know, you made a great move. Swap into some Litecoin now, or swap into some Bitcoin, and uh, that's how. That's what you, I do. That's usually, I'm... usually, people always ask me this after something pumped. Usually, thirty or sixty days later, when I see him again, they're like, "Oh, hey, Johnny, man, yeah, you, yeah, you were right, man. Like, Litecoin's up. Like that coin I was in, it's it's down big now. How did you know? I'm like, how did I know? I'm like, <laughs> you know, like." It was it was up so big and it's got no foundation, but I think we should just be you know, Litecoin community is good because we're we're pretty like open minded people and um but always embrace what people are doing, I say, and just uh just say, Hey, awesome man, you're in cryptos, home run, now let's let's get let's get you up to the big leagues and show you how to use Bitcoin and Litecoin. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I did, lot- yeah. I would say too. Always challenge people too. A lot of people say, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." No, no. I, you know, you know, they tell you that that they know it, and I'm like, "Really?" I'm like, "All right, can you do a transaction?" And like most people can't, so I'm like, "All right, well, like, hey, I'm like, why don't why don't you just like why don't you learn how to do a transaction? Learn how to at least use this stuff because there's a lot of there's a lot of opportunity to make too." putting your crypto to work, being able to move your crypto around. I know, you know, I know it's controversial in this, in this group in here, but you want to get involved with DeFi and fund some liquidity pools, do some yield farming, fund some lending markets and stuff. So there's a lot of money to be made that if you know, just if you're confident with knowing how to move coins around, you can make that money. So I think that's another cool thing to show people so i just wanted to throw that out there for everybody all right anybody else want to come up it's been uh we filled in the room pretty good i'll um i'll kind of ask another question so i hear you guys you know you guys are saying um Litecoin and Bitcoin for sure right like you know they're 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 here to stay they're going to be sticking around long term so are you so just to clarify, do you not feel that way about Ethereum? No, Ethereum's here to stay. Uh, yeah, no, it's not a, a winner take all game. They, they uh even some of these other chains like Avalanche, for example, make really good second layer solutions for Ethereum. So no, no way Ethereum's going away. It it it's a key to all this too, but there it's not a winner take all game. I don't know. I think it's, everybody's on a team. Each person, each you know, each market and each asset has got a key of what they're doing in the space of crypto of the whole picture. Exactly, and Ethereum, Litecoin, and Bitcoin are here to stay. I mean, we're out. This is obviously a Litecoin um, group, so we're talking about Litecoin. Um, we don't. A lot of us don't really know Ethereum that well, but. One thing I will tell you, it does look to me like Ethereum's pretty pumped up relative to Bitcoin or Litecoin because um, I always say, forget looking at the coin as far as U.S. dollar price goes. Pair the coins versus each other. So what I mean, how many Bitcoins equal how many Ethereum? How many Bitcoins equal how many Litecoins? How many Litecoins equal how many Ethereum? And if you can pair, do those pairings, 
then you can see, hey, what's undervalued or what's overvalued right now. So using that um, kind of logic, right now, Litecoin is the most undervalued. Bitcoin would be kind of neutral and Ethereum would be the most overvalued. If we if we rewind and we went back to 2019, uh, spring of 2019, um, summer of 2019, Litecoin was overvalued at the time. Uh, again, Bitcoin is probably neutral. Ethereum was undervalued. And because that all based on the ratios relative to one another and historical data. So a lot of people think, hey, Litecoin's kind of been suppressed. It's due for a breakout. And it may not be a breakout necessarily in terms of U.S. dollar value. We may go into a deflationary spike event I'm talking about where the crypto market tanks and maybe a lot of value goes into Litecoin and Litecoin doesn't go up much in U.S. dollar terms on the short term, but it gains a lot of value compared to other cryptos. Um, All I'm saying is compare the cryptos relative to one another and that's a good metric to use. And that's a good way to navigate the whole crypto ecosystem because you always got to remember one Bitcoin equals one Bitcoin, one Litecoin equals one Litecoin. So I, I like to tell a story of how you can turn a little into a lot without putting in any more um, U.S. dollars. So like say you take a, say you take um, you, you want to buy a Bitcoin right now and you say, hey, you know what? Um, man, I can't spend 50 grand on a, on a Bitcoin. I'm going to buy a hundred Litecoins, which I don't know the price, price of Litecoin right now is what, $165, give or take. So cost you 16,500. Well, you could time it and wait and wait for Litecoin to gain ground back on Bitcoin, swap your Swap your 100 Litecoin. Swap your 100 Litecoins into Bitcoin when the ratio moves, and you just wait for a, a 100 to one ratio, which it's went. It goes around that ratio all the time. Then you would get one Bitcoin for your money, putting in sixteen thousand five hundred dollars today. Now, if you said, "Hey, I don't want to go back into," You know, I don't want to go back to the fiat, yada, yada, yada. Or, you know, I'm going to keep the Bitcoin, right? So you keep that Bitcoin. Then all of a sudden you wait. The ratio drops back. You swap back into Litecoin when the ratio is back around what it is now. Probably sometime after the next Litecoin halving, after the next Bitcoin halving. And and we go into another type of, you know, bear market, bull market cycle. You could swap back and end up with 300 Litecoins back, Um when you started out with 100 Litecoins putting in, then you could swap back and end up with more than, than, than one Bitcoin that you originally had. So you see where I'm going with this. You keep swapping back and forth, gaining your kind of real estate in this crypto ecosystem. That's how I would look at it if I was you, especially yet people are younger. Don't look at the U.S. dollar Um you know, that you're making right now. It's a long-term game. And remember, it's so hard to predict U.S. dollar price because they're manipulating the U.S. dollar 
and all fiat currencies, not just U.S. dollar. Um, there, there's no limit to how high the price of Bitcoin or Litecoin go because there's no limit to the amount of fiat currency that they're going to create. So, I mean, the price of Bitcoin, I mean, it could be millions of dollars a coin by, you know, the next 10 years, but it probably won't be millions of dollars in today's spending power. It'll just be because they've ruined the currency so much and they've created so much money. So that's why I say just pair the coins versus each other, get that metric down, and you'll always kind of like, you'll always kind of be able to like see straight because we could go into times of hyperinflationary periods and you might seem like it's so euphoric with your crypto gains, but uh, you at least want to be able to think straight. So. I don't know, guys. Chew, yeah, think, chew well, on that for a while. No, I mean, think about the guys that bought Bitcoin and stacked like 500 of them back in 2013. And they said, you know what? I'm just going to hold on to these things. Like, nobody can get them. Like, the, there's only so many, right? That's the, that's the appeal of these two assets, Bitcoin and Litecoin. I want to answer your question about Ethereum. I think Ethereum will be around. I think if Ethereum goes to proof of stake, it starts to become just another number. I look at assets and I say, what do they do that's unique to every other asset in the world? And if Ethereum becomes a proof of stake asset, just like Polkadot and Solana, where's the differentiation? Or why do they, what, what makes them different than coinbase creating a marketplace because that's what ethereum is it's this marketplace this ability to become a they're kind of the intermediary they're the fee collector for all these different platforms they can create and if they don't offer anything that's unique then why would i pay 200 gas fees or whatever it is or why even bother with them why not just use a some sort of accredited regulated uh company so what Bitcoin and Litecoin have is they're at least 10 years old. They have, you know, Litecoin's 100% uptime. They are tried and true. And as time goes on, they will continue to be more and more trusted. So that's why, that's why I have faith in those two. And probably even, you know, because Tux is in the crowd. He always talks about Monero. I think Monero is developing that same level of long-term asset class like it's it's got a purpose it's got a unique capability it's been around a long time and so i think that's that's but that's my investment philosophy not to say you can't catch fire with a bunch of other things and stack more litecoin and bitcoin but that's why i say those two assets bitcoin and litecoin we we have to look at them different too i think because um bitcoin and litecoin are money ethereum and a lot of this other stuff our platforms. It's a tech platform. It's like it's eBay. A, it's like eBay for digital assets. That's the yeah, best but, way to look at it. It's so a I, it's a market and price. I think we should be bullish on both. I'm bullish on Bitcoin and Litecoin is money. Um, you know, Monero's cool too. I mean, you could throw that in there. Like definitely, like you're saying, has a has a good use case. Has that real privacy um, foothold carved out, but. Uh, those are those are your money, but 
there is a lot of value, obviously, in this blockchain tech and these different tech layers and stuff that's being built out. And uh, so I'm bullish on it all. I just I don't look at them the same way. I look at um, again, I don't look at a lot of this stuff that's cryptocurrencies. They're not even in the same league as Bitcoin and Litecoin. It's like, yeah, it's cool. It's like a, it's like a tech play or this or that or you know, there's a company behind it. I'm like, it's not a, it's not a money. It's a, so much different. Yeah, you guys brought up a, a two great ways of looking at it because the reason I brought up Ethereum, uh, because you know, I'm in, I'm you know, I'm in, I'm into Ethereum, I'm into Litecoin, and when we saw this dip. Uh, in price uh, across all cryptos, really, uh, a couple days ago, you know, when Bitcoin dropped, like, what was it, like 10 or like 11K, whatever it was, of all to take a big hit, including Litecoin, Ethereum has bounced back, like, pretty strong after that. Like, it, I like I think Litecoin was around, I want to, you know, it was like anywhere from like 200 to 215 when, when the dip happened a couple days ago. Bitcoin was at like 60,000. Ethereum was at like I think it was like like four forty seven, forty six, forty seven, a uh, hundred. I could I could be wrong. You know, I'm just kind of spitballing here. But it's it, it dropped down to around thirty nine hundred. Now it's you know it's already back around you know forty four, forty five. You know, so it, it's definitely you know it's had a healthy bounce back. So that's like what what I was I was looking at. I wasn't even thinking about what you guys were thinking about, especially Johnny with the uh, you know how you said to look at Bitcoin, like how many Litecoins is one Bitcoin and so on and so forth. But I was just looking more of how quickly Ethereum has been able to bounce back in such a short period of time, just the last couple of days. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's uh, a lot of that's the utility with it and and what Ethereum does. Um, You got to look at the NFT side of it. The NFTs are traded heavily with Ethereum and that plays in the part of it. Yeah, he's, he's 100% right. Um, I think right now all eyes are on Ethereum. It's kind of been Ethereum's year. So like I said, um, if you're in Ethereum, great. Um, you know, hell, I think if you're in Ethereum, it'd be smart to swap some of it into Litecoin. <laughs> Personally, <laughs> at, the, at these ratios, my God, just do, just do a chart of historical data um ethereum to litecoin ratio you can even go to google and look it up and and you'll see what i mean um but um you know i would just be patient and um you know again litecoin obviously isn't going anywhere litecoin's considered a blca litecoin is more regulatory clarity than ethereum now obviously the powers to be like ethereum we know that um, they show it on the TV all the time. So we know that they like it. But regardless of that, Litecoin is a BLCA. What that means is a Bitcoin-like crypto asset. The IMF has even referenced this in a paper they did on I'm gonna blockchain I'm gonna tech. I'm going to find it and post it. Hold on. And so that's big. And they... You know, they reference Litecoin specifically as a BLC. It is a Litecoin is a Bitcoin-like crypto asset. These are cryptocurrencies that have the most clarity because they're not controlled by any any entity. Yada yada yada. No no pre mine. All that's all that stuff. So, 
you know, Litecoin is um, there's a cost of creation. That's it's a commodity. So you got to always remember that too. The crypto that you're looking at is there a cost of production or cost of creation? Most coins, a lot of coins out there are coins that are released on another network. They're not even their own blockchain. A lot of half the coins out there are probably Ethereum based tokens of some, in some way, shape or form. So they're running on the Ethereum network. Um, are they a good coin? No, they have all the Ethereum fees to worry about. Um, <laughs> so, you know, take that for, for what it's worth. I'm just to backtrack a little bit of what you said earlier. I'm glad that you brought that up because I, I literally joined the space tonight because I was contemplating exactly what you said. I was thinking of transferring some of my Ethereum into Litecoin. So I'm I'm glad that you brought that up. I, I, I kind of maybe you could elaborate more on that for me if you if you don't mind, because, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, far less experienced when it comes to a lot of this stuff but i was thinking about transferring some of my ethereum into litecoin and maybe if you could just touch back on that a little bit i'd appreciate that yeah i mean you you could um instead of selling um i you know i tell p i could never tell anybody to sell litecoin or sell bitcoin because i'm in into dollars i but i would tell people hey swap them back and forth meaning take your Litecoin and convert it into Bitcoin or take your Bitcoin, convert it into Litecoin. In this case, take Ethereum and convert it into Litecoin. How do you do it? You could do it a number of different ways. If you're, if you have the crypto in an exchange, you can, if it's an exchange like Coinbase, I think you could just swap directly in the Coinbase app. You could go through a swap service like um, Changely or Change Angel. And how you use a service like that, you just, you just, you create a transaction. You say, hey, I want to swap one Ethereum for Litecoin. And what it'll do is it'll show you the exchange rate. And then it'll bring up a, it'll have you input your Litecoin address you want to receive the coins at. And then you would go to hit next they would bring up an Ethereum address and say, please send one Ethereum to the, the following address. And then you would send your Ethereum over and it would convert it and swap it and send the Litecoin to your wallet. So you could do it. You could do it a number of different ways to swap back and forth. Um, you could go through certain DEXs, decentralized exchanges. Um, but yeah, that's, that's really what I mean. It's just instead of going into dollars, you're just taking money from one asset and converting it into another asset. Yeah, extend your try time frame, Nick. That's a, that's my only advice to you. Like I get everybody, you know, everybody's got to make. It, it's easy. It's hard to get out of the fiat mindset, but just think long term. Like you're in no rush, and if and if the. Uh, if you think, oh, maybe I should swap some Ethereum into Litecoin, and you don't, and Litecoin runs, and you miss it, like it's not the end of the world, right? You're you're in this crypto space, and you're in the, you're here right now, listening to this stuff. You're light years beyond so many people. Like there's no people aren't they have blinders on? Like, oh, they don't they get what's going on, right? 
Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, I, I agree completely. Yeah, and and that and that's what happens with time. I think anybody who might be in here has been here for been doing crypto for three, four, five years. That time frame starts. You're like, I've seen it all before. I mean, the other night when everything was like collapsing, it's almost like you just kind of giggle. You're just like, oh my god, here we go again. <laughs> you just imagine all the panic and. Yeah, <laughs> meltdowns in your brain. You're just like, oh my god, it's just it's funny to watch after walks. You've just been through it, and you're like, it'll come back. It's, yeah. It always does, right? Yeah. Whenever something like that, ha- like whenever we get those huge dips, I always think, why doesn't this ever happen the opposite way? You know, you know, like Litecoin goes down forty dollars. How come it never goes up forty dollars? But you know, I know that's like you know, it's crazy to think, but I just look, yeah. look at everything as an opportunity. I would say so. Um. You know, if the market um, dips and say you had some crypto gains and you're a trader out there, well, I would buy and sell um, back and forth because you could write off your gains because in crypto, there's they don't have like that wash trading rule because it's how it's like because it's a commodity. So that's one strategy you can use. Another thing, too, if the market dips, a lot of altcoins will dip a lot more than Bitcoin. Um, so you can sometimes, sometimes you can go all coin shopping and then try to time a swap back. You can do all different types of things like that. So I always say, look at the market dipping as an opportunity rather than a, uh, a bad thing. Cause you, you make your moves when the, you always want to make your moves when the market goes down and then it's kind of like, I guess, riding a wave. You sit back and then you let it, let it like take in, I guess, and let it, you know what I mean? But you got to put in the work to, to get there, um, to be in the right position. All right. Yeah. Hey, uh, well, we got a little dead space here. Um, I do want to do two things. I got a decent crowd here. One is uh, Litecoin Foundation has been actually really very cool to us at the underground. They today, without even my prompting, shared that, hey, we're going to have this space again tonight. Um, And they've been, you know what? They do a lot of great things. So I'm trying to get a discount code for the underground here from, uh, from them for their shop. But if you're doing Christmas shopping, you want to buy some shirts and stuff. Go to Litecoin Foundation. I have no affiliation with them, but they're doing all the hard work. And so go buy some shirts, buy some stickers. They've got one thing they have that was really cool. I didn't realize they had, and if anybody has any experience with this, is some of their cold storage options. There was one called like the Safe. Hang on. Johnny, I'm betting you know about this thing. The Safe Pal. Yeah. Okay. Explain that to me because that thing looks fucking sweet I, I just know the name i'll tell you the truth i don't i don't off the top of my head i don't know much about it I just think it's some type of hardware wallet but it's and like I, you carry it with you and it has a camera so you can spend money out of it it's um, pr- yeah it's probably like um the ellie pal which i'm familiar with which ellie pal is a hardware wallet. You can carry it with you. It kind of looks almost like a little phone. Yeah. And, yep. um, you know, it's kind of what they call like air gapped, meaning like it never, 
never plugs into a device. You actually, when you sign the trans, there's no internet connection on this thing whatsoever. So when you sign the transaction, like you scan QR codes back and forth, and like that's how you sign off on it. If you want to send a transaction out of there, um, you know they definitely got some cool stuff though on the Litecoin um, Foundation site. So yeah, I you know they do a great job. Look, they all they do is want to market Litecoin, and um, they're not Litecoin, right? Um, a lot of times people get mad at them or this or that, and. They're, they're working on limited funds. They're out there trying to help and push Litecoin adoption. And there's some type of, there's some type of entity that, you know, can at least have organized things and events and around Litecoin and Litecoin adoption, which is really cool. So I would say, hey, embrace what they do, support them if you got to want to buy some shirts or hardware devices buy it from them and um yeah that'd be cool if we can get some type of um some type of discount code for the uh the crew here yeah. that uh, well they messaged me case. like a couple weeks ago like hey just mention it there's a black friday deal and i forgot so whatever but, <laughs> <Good> <laughs> i messaged him tonight i'm like hey just send me another one and i'll mention it but i mentioned it you know oh. i mean uh, yeah to me it's like especially if if any of you let's i mean listen if things go bananas here in the last three weeks of the year, uh, peel some of your gains. Give them to the Litecoin. I don't know. if Are they a 5013C? Is that a charitable donation, Johnny? Do you know? Uh, I don't you, think are they you involved are. with I mean, them? Aren't you what? involved with them in some way, technically, or no? No, I mean, I just, um, I just would, like, help out at, like, events and stuff and um, that they would be, like, a sponsor at. But I, I'm, I never was, like, an official, like um, – foundation member or anything like that i i kind of always uh i liked it because i looked at myself as like why well, I, I just do my own thing litecoin tech support it's my own thing i made up and it's um kind of just goes to show the decentralization of litecoin that hey i just did this thing all on my own and um i guess in the beginning when i started out with litecoin adoption I guess in a way it was kind of like a little little test I was doing where I said, let me let me see if anybody yells at me. I'm just gonna do all this stuff around Litecoin and market Litecoin. Exactly. <laughs> was, That's what I, that was my thought process. It, it was, like, it was nobody... my way of I remember in the beginning people were like, Oh, you better watch out and like um, you know, like uh you better watch out doing this with Litecoin, like you might get in trouble or something. Someone told me one day, like, hey, maybe, maybe a Charlie Lee is going to get mad at you. And I was like, I don't think so. I think he's, you know, this is pretty sure it's a decentralized thing. But, but I just remember I was like, I was just, you know, just testing from all angles. And I was like, nah, nobody's, you know, you know nobody's <laughs> got anything. Right and I was yet. like, home run, man. This is, you know, this is super decentralized. That's, you know, that's the, the cool thing that. There's no, you know, something's decentralized if you can do whatever you want and there's no company or anything that's going to get mad at you for doing it. <laughs> yeah, you're not stealing their brand or something. Yeah, so, you, don't, like, you, don't, you don't have to check in with, uh, with corporate <laughs> make sure it's okay, you know? <laughs> well, I, I think I speak for all Litecoiners when it comes to people named John who are prominent in the Litecoin community, if that's even your name, uh, your hand, your... Uh, far above the other one <laughs> <laughs> all right 
So uh, there was that thing. And then the other one is if you can't, guys, go out. That was the Litecoin Foundation. Go buy stuff at their store. And, hey, like, follow the podcast. Retweet the podcast. These things, I know I hate asking for this stuff. But um, it does make it. You got it. You got it. It's the only way. I know. You got it. I'm amazed at the places that they start and they're like uh. 20,000 followers. And like, because they just sit there and beg for, you know, they engagement farm all day. And I just I don't have time for that. So just if you can do it, I appreciate it. So. All right. What else anybody got today? I usually cap these things at midnight, so it means we got about an hour unless nobody's got anything. Uh, what do you guys want to talk about? What else do you want to see from Litecoin next? Dang. All right. I wish I had a cut. soundboard for cricket or something. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I, I want to see it. I, I want to see more mining. More mining technology. That's what I want to see. What kind? Like, I want to see personal miners. Yeah, personal like miners. Small scale. Wasn't there New like technology. a? Uh, yeah. Oh my gosh, this is going back. It was going to be like a router slash miner. Do you guys remember that? Anybody want to back me up? No. no. Wait, was it a li- was it a Litecoin thing or was it just in general? Yeah, it was like the... you would buy. A, it was like you would buy your internet router would use like minuscule amounts of electricity well, i mean helium um, yeah those are like helium miners like helium miners oh, I those mean, exist? That's, okay. that's uh you know that's uh that's its own animal um which um you know which that's that's pretty cool in in and of itself and again even something like that it's cool but i don't look at i look at that as like blockchain tech and it's cool and that's like that'd be a good way to like Hey, make what you make from that and buy Litecoin with it. That's what I, that's what I would well, say. Is it a bit, so it's a Bitcoin miners you're saying? No, Helium is actually a token like H. Oh, and that's, okay. that's I think, what you're talking about where it they, they call them miners. But you're actually like with, with this Helium network, you're, um, you know, it's like a little, it's a what they call a wireless hotspot. And uh, it uses barely any any energy at all, and it's uh, it's not proof of work mining. It's you know it's you know whatever they uh, I forget what proof of coverage I think is what they what they call it. But uh, yeah, and it you know gives you a uh, a reward or whatever. But yeah, it's not it's not a Litecoin specific. It's not a Litecoin miner or whatever. But uh, I tell people if they're doing something like that, if they're doing anything in crypto. And it's something that maybe you don't trust the token as much, or you're making passive income from it. You convert the gains into your base, Litecoin or Bitcoin, and um, uh, you know that's all I want people to do is use Litecoin. So I'm happy if um, you know, I no, don't. You want, you want people to convert everything into Litecoin? Sounds like I, I don't you need. Got, you got a car? Sell it. Gotta, I don't. You know, well, here's the thing: with me. you don't sit in the garage. I don't. Convert my, my girlfriend into Litecoin. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I'm not so worried about people hodling Litecoin. Like, yeah, I'm like, obviously, like, I think you should you should hodl Litecoin. But I'm more into people using it because for me, I don't always know people's financial situations. People might, 
they might have Litecoin one day, maybe the next day they have to pay something and they say, hey, I couldn't keep the Litecoin. Well, hey, did you use it? Was it useful? Did it come in handy? To me, that's almost more of like a win than you gave someone Litecoin and three years later, they're like, hey, I still got the Litecoin you gave me. It's like, cool. Versus the person that was like, hey, yeah, I used it. It came in really handy. Wow, I downloaded a wallet. I sent it over here, sent it over there. I did this. It's like, yeah, it's, it's much more real. You know, like Much I was saying, more, like, go yeah. to the store and spend it like like you're talking about. They go, wow, I actually got something. Like, that's the whole point of money, right? I, I'm storing value to exchange it for goods and services down the line, not just to sit there. <laughs> right, right. The more, use, the more you use it, the more comfortable you are using it. So I guess one challenge we could give everybody before next week is to do one Litecoin transaction. So even if you do the transaction to yourself, maybe just download a new wallet. Maybe we throw a challenge out there. Download a wallet that you're not currently using. Maybe you're only on an exchange and you want to try to use a um, like a non-custodial wallet. What that means is a non-custodial wallet means it gives you seed words, which would be 12 words or 24 words. Do not lose those words. That's the keys to getting your money back. But uh, yeah, maybe you want to download one of those. They're free to download, free to use. And, um, you know, you can always DM me on Twitter. If you need help doing a transaction, I'll help you out with it or show you what to do. But um, and just download it, play around with the Litecoin network and uh, send some coins, see how it works. Maybe look up the, look up the transaction on like uh, – you know, like like a like a block cipher type of thing that's tracking it, or like you know, bit apps or one of those. You could see like the data on it and uh, look at the transaction fee. Um, you know, just it'll get you to learn about using the network more, learn how to send transactions, and uh, you know, everybody should have a little bit of Litecoin on their phone. And um, reason being, you might have an opportunity that arises that. You might need the Litecoin for maybe you, maybe you're out and somebody has some silver coins they want to sell you and they're selling them for half a spot price. Hell, if I'm out one day and someone tells me I got some silver gold coins selling them for half a spot price, I'll tell you, well, shit, I'm a buyer. Luckily for me, I got some Litecoin on me. I'm hoping you take that. So um, Johnny, they're laundering money if they're doing that. (laughs) <laughs> well, nah, you know what i mean like you, you know what i mean you you yeah. don't know what you're gonna what you're gonna encounter you might um if you got that litecoin card you got some litecoin on you you could always get some cash out of an atm like uh who clint westwood loves to tell a story about um selling a car on a weekend and um the person tried to give a check and it was a personal check and they didn't want to take it and they got mad and he was like can you send Litecoin? <laughs> if you only had Litecoin, I would trust it kind of thing. And um, so that's all I'm saying is just I'm just throwing a challenge out there. Step out of your comfort zone a little bit and maybe try something in the Litecoin or crypto world you haven't done. Um, I know it's a bad word in here, but I, I love doing the uh, yield farming in um, that one chain ecosystem. Why do I love doing it? I look at it as a business. It's a way to make a pretty sick return. And I look at it as a way to make Litecoin. And I 
you know, it's a way to make passive income. And I take the profits I make and I convert it right back into Litecoin. And it's like a little income stream of Litecoin that comes into me. Into me. So um, I like it. So, uh, yeah, but you learn a lot doing this stuff. I mean, when I learned how to do all that stuff, wow, it was like, you know, I had to learn how to do all this crap I wasn't comfortable doing. And, um, you know, I felt like, I climbed a mountain after. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what that's what last week was all about. Al's, he's up here. I don't know if I even want to bring him on because he'll just send us down a rabbit hole. But uh, he was all. That's what it was all about last week. We talked about all these different things going on, and you know, I think uh, it's okay. I'm not. It's not a bad word around here. You can yield farm all you want. That's your own choice, right? And you're aware of the risks. That's the big thing. You're aware of like, like I think everybody, I do that a little bit in some places, but I dabble in it. I'm trying new things out because you don't learn if you're not trying things. So. Exactly. Right. Who's got something else? If, if some, I'll, I'll end it. I'll end it now if nobody's got anything else. All I wanted to say is I'm going to head out for the night, but everybody take care. All right. Hey, Nick, I appreciate you coming in and, uh, you know, have an open mind about it. You know, this is, I hope this is, I think this is a good representation of Litecoin and uh, we're not, we're not going to beat you up for doing what you want to do. So have a good one, man. Take it easy. Thanks. Yeah. Nick, take it easy, man. Thanks for stopping in. And uh, I'm actually going to head out too, guys. I'm uh, I got to take out my, I got a new dog. I got to take out. I'm hoping she doesn't pee on the floor. So uh, <laughs> I'm going to prevent that from happening, and I'll see you guys next week. Yeah, take it easy, Johnny. Thank Later, you. Guys. Appreciate it. Easy. Hey, what's that uh, chain Johnny was saying he's yield farming on? One uh, chain, it's called. W-A-N. So, And that's just like a, a another DeFi protocol for Litecoin or what? Uh, you know, I don't know much about it. I think it's, uh, he's probably here, still here. He'll, no, he's not gonna jump up. Um, as far as I know, I think it's just another of the, you know, there's many of them out there that you can stake your coins. I have a few coins on Thor chain. Yeah. And, uh, I've been playing around with Thor chain a little bit. Um, I just keep getting the messages that the, uh, the liquidity pools are all capped. Like the funding limits capped. Are you guys seeing that? Or have you seen that? I, did, I mean, yeah. I, I literally I put four Litecoin on there back in May, and they've just been chilling. I, I almost don't even check on it barely anymore. <laughs> I hate to say it. But, yeah, uh, I hear you. But, yeah, it's hard to get in. you got to wait till they raise the cap. So I don't know what that when that time will be. But um, It seems still seems pretty low. It's been okay. Low. I'll be honest with you. One of the things I don't like about DeFi is the local tokens, you know, because if the token itself doesn't perform and your yield is paid in that token or your yield is paid half in that token, that's what dictates your return. And right. so in, a bear, in a bull market, it looks great. You're like, oh, I'm making 50%. But if that in a bear yeah, if you're market, not selling it like straight away when you earn it, then. Yeah. So if you just keep it in there, staking or whatever you're doing. And, and the other thing about a lot of these Ethereum based protocols is the fees get very high and when things are bad people are rushing for the exit fees get very high and it becomes nearly impossible to get out 
man, in a timely like, manner, right? For sure. The the ETH gas fees are just stupid. Like I've I've been a long time Litecoin holder and supporter, and it's I still it's still like to me number one most deep value coin and pretty much all of crypto. But with that said, like it is crazy like what's happened in the DeFi space. And I, I feel like I feel like without like a wrapped Litecoin on ETH, like I hate to say it, but like I think we're we're just missing so much liquidity in those markets. And like I right. wish there was more ways to earn yield on Litecoin. I agree. They did Luxor's they not. there is a website that just got launched two weeks ago. Wraplitecoin.org. It sounds like it's coming. I don't know why it hasn't arrived yet, but that was, yeah, that was something I was talking about back in March. I was like, this is, why are we not wrapped Litecoin? I don't get it. I don't know what it takes, but I don't know how to do it. So, uh, but yeah, that's coming. Stable coins on Litecoin are apparently coming. And uh, uh, what was the other thing? Lightning wallet. A lightning wallet's coming soon. So, yeah, I agree. Wrapped Litecoin, yeah, embrace it, right? But it's a development thing. Yeah, totally. And I mean, I get, um, I get a plenty of arguments against Ethereum, but like, there's just there's so much liquidity there, and I think uh, it's just too bad, man. I think uh, I think uh, prices would probably go up if there was more of that liquidity and DeFi hitting the hitting my coin, but sounds like, you know, more stuff's on the way. So, um, still, still great coin. Yeah. It's early, bud. I've, I've lost zero faith in it. I've only gained faith as time has gone on. You know what I mean? I mean, the fundamentals just keep getting better and better. And yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. It's time. It's almost time to go, but as always, every week we bring up Tux to give us our Australian update. Come on, buddy. You got to join. What are you, only going to 100 here? I need to hear you talk. <laughs> you get to close out the show and tell us about the internment camps in Western Australia, wherever it is. Yo. And uh, what's, what's Sorry, going on? Sorry, man. My internet takes a while to reach the free land. <laughs> what's going on, bro? Uh, They've throttled the satellites. Yeah. <laughs> it's week number four of uh, me not being able to go to any place of business at all, uh, except for the grocery store. That's it. So that's a lot of fun. Uh Okay, so when you go to the grocery store, mm-hmm. I like to paint a picture here. Mm-hmm. Everybody's masked, I'm assuming, right? Oh, double masked. They got two diapers on their face. Do you have to wear one? I'm assuming, right? Yeah. Yeah. You have to that's wear okay. one. Okay, then that's, you know, hey, that's, that's somewhat tolerable to me. Maybe I'm conceding too much, but. I'm then, fine with uh, masks, I think. Is, is it like separated, like in Europe? Is it like you have to. <laughs> you still walking in one direction? The dividers, nah. Like air, <laughs> not yet. Are there arrows on the floor? Like, yep. go down the aisle this direction. Oh man, see that was like a year and a half ago for us. There's no dividers yet. 
like with actual fence that you've seen probably. Uh, but there are X's on, on the floors and everyone's really fucking on edge, bro. They are just like, they're ready. They're just ready to cuss someone out. Like they, they want to yell at someone for not following the rules. They get off on it. They go home and they finger bash themselves to the thought of telling someone off <laughs> big time, bro. It's crazy. Everyone's like, it's just like mass psychosis at its best, man. Like, 80, 90% of the people here, they've just really fucking lost their humanity. Sorry to hear that, man. What was that? Do you feel Bagwamas feel bad for you? I do too. Yeah, it's fucked up. It is funny. It is funny. So, do you have, is there anybody over there that is. I mean, are you guys have like little cliques where you can commiserate with people? No, you you basically need to just uh, you know find like-minded people on the internet, I suppose. But even then, there's so much uh, there's so much propaganda that that's aimed at both sides just to cause further divide. So even if you are a like-minded person, you might be kind of fucking crazy at the same time. You know what I mean? Like you can disagree with vaccine mandates. That's one thing. But a lot of people that have similar interests, they're uh, pretty full on in some other theories that they have. You know what I mean? Like they take yeah, shit a little sure. too far. Yeah. I'm just not trying yeah, to yeah, be forced funny. into something. When you're like, you're like shoulder to shoulder with someone and you're like, yeah, you know, mandates are wrong. And they're like, yeah. Uh, and the moon landing was fake. And you're like, well, well hold on a minute. <laughs> yes, exactly. You start going, no, that's not what I'm talking about here. And they're, or they're, you know, they're wearing tinfoil hats. And you're like, I just don't want to be forced to do something. Yeah, like, so yeah, they're, they're who, who you have to align yourself with. They're trying to pass a bill here that mandates um, five-year-olds uh, that to get vaccinated, right? And I just said to a friend, like, hey, I don't think this is a good idea because there's literally zero, less than zero risk of death or anything for children. Like, they don't have a hard time with this thing. And they'll be like. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. And also, businesses should have the right to just refuse people based on race, you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck, man? What the fuck, dude? That's not what I said. The different conversation. One step at a time. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like, damn it, man. I'm really, like, alone out here. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. I know. Well, yeah, I guess you're probably seeing it. Do you really feel like it's the public feels that way yeah or are they are they complying because they are afraid of what their government will do to them it's a bit of or it's a bit of both. like embracing it? it's a bit of both it's very authoritarian here but at the same time the fear it's worked really well they've marketed the shit out of this thing and they've done a fucking excellent job with it and these people they just love to you know, they're inside. We're not really doing shit. So everyone is, is relying heavily on social media and traditional media. And they're just fucking scared. And and they're not getting a whole lot of interaction. So their thoughts aren't very clear. And everyone's just eating eating it up for the most part. And it's quite a it's quite a dangerous spot to have your population in. Do you see any positive signs? Yeah, I see I see frustration with people that uh, I know a few people that have followed all of the rules. They've gotten triple dosed, you know what I mean? Um, yet at the same time, they're still not allowed to do something or a lockdown is still being imposed on them. The entire left side of our country, they're stuck. 
there are people that, that want to move around and they can't. And there's zero cases of COVID in that entire part of the country, which is fucking enormous. There's zero cases. Zero. What's the justification? I don't even understand that. Uh, the justification is pretty much some old, stupid, cunt, bat, bitch going, well, we need to make sure that we put safety first and we don't, you know, there's, there's a lot of risk here and we don't want to jeopardize it by opening it up unnecessarily. That's what they're saying. It's just a whole bunch of bullshit. It's empty words. It's empty words targeted at vulnerable people. Oh, you're all good, man. It is time for a drink, isn't it? My whiskey. Yeah. Well, it's a little late for me, but I'm, you know, hey, I'm cheersing to you. Can you can you get booze? Can you get like? Of course. Are you allowed to? Are you restricted from buying certain things because you're unvaccinated? Um, no, you can still have people delivered to your house. Um, you know that kind of stuff. If you want it, uh, that's not a problem. You know, Australia will never stop you from getting alcohol. That's one thing. <laughs> Even they draw the line there. Right. Anybody else want to interview uh, Tux? Yeah, come laugh at me, <laughs> roast me, give me shit. No, tell me I'm wrong. I do laugh, but it's good. But you know what? That's why. Um, that's how I get through uncomfortable stuff in my own life. It's it's funny to me. Because life is funny, yeah. But at where, the situation you're in is probably not very funny, and I don't know what I would do if it came to you know. I, I told you this a few weeks ago. Like, just suck it up, mm-hmm. get it, and get the hell out of Australia. You know, but that's not that's easier said than done. I'd have a hard time doing that here. But man, blocking the borders and locking everybody down like this is what's so weird is it's nothing. Nothing is causing anyone to believe this is getting infinitely worse. It's the same as it's been. Yeah, they're uh, they're delusional. They just need to accept that we have to live with this thing, and it's really not at the moment. It's not as it's not anywhere as bad as as what it's being painted out to be. Um, I think people need to toughen up a little bit. People need to focus on their their health and their immunity. You know what I mean? Get some exercise. Take some fucking vitamins. And have some conversations with people in real life, you know what I mean? Go outside. Go outside. Walk in the sun. Exactly. Get your vitamin D. Yeah. That seems to be the answer. I'm actually looking at buying one of those. There's a... There's a. It's not like a sun booth. It's like you can get a, uh, a light that emits UVB rays. And you can literally get vitamin D in your own home. See, we have long winters here. Mm-hmm. You guys don't have them like that there. But... Uh, yeah, and I'm like, that can't hurt. Why not get some natural vitamin D? So, all right. On that, I am gonna leave it. Everyone seems to be bailing, and uh, it's it's nice to have a succinct one. Unless you want to, I will. You know what? I'll give you next week, Tux, because you are a great listener, even though you're not a full light cleaner. Hey, I, I, would like I got to some. Talk about Monero. All right. Yeah, we can do that. Are, are you super educated on Monero? Do you know it inside and out? Fuck no. I would no, not inside and out. <laughs> no. I appreciate you. Appreciate you. Do you, do you have people you know that are? Yeah, you had one in here before. Uh, he was listening for quite a while, which I was surprised because normally he dips out quicker. Um, I think you've spoken to him. It's the attorney Bitcoin fella. Eternity? Attorney? Attorney. Uh, sorry, it's my accent. Attorney, like a lawyer. Attorney. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that, that guy. He I don't, followed, I don't recognize that name. I think he followed you. Oh, okay. Yeah. I know. The guy who, who he... Uh... 
he speaks really eloquently. He has an interesting <laughs> way of speaking. Yeah, he's... and he was kind of B Casher blockstream conspiracy guy, right? I suppose so. I mean, he's very well educated, older gentleman. But he, he has a wealth of knowledge on, on Monero. I don't know whether he'd want to share that or not, though. That'd be another thing, but it's worth DMing him. Yeah, I, I would be. I would maybe do one even on another night that's not this Wednesday night because, I, honestly, I talk about Monero. I, I'm not against it in any way. I never owned any in my life. I don't Get some, know. man. I'm download just, Cake Wallet. The download Cake Wallet. It's free. Send a little bit of your... Litecoin uh, to it, you know, or Bitcoin, whatever, and you can swap it on there. It's easy. It's great. Cake wallet. Yeah, cake wallet. What is cake wallet? I can, yeah, because I did see they have what on chain swaps or something, right? Or atomic swaps or something. Yeah, those are there, but even before that, you could use something like cake wallet, which is uh, made by a uh, Monero lover. Um, it's non custodial and it's completely private DeFi wallet. I pulled up incognito. Okay. Is Incognito any different? I've, I've, I've never used Incognito. I've heard of it, but I haven't used it. I would just recommend right. Cake Wallet or local Monero. I'll do it. I'm, I'm, I'm living the decentralized thing. Yeah, get one. And I got to walk. Get one Monero, you know, have some skin in the game. It's fun. You feel free. Yeah. You feel great. At least, at least one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and that, that, you know, it's funny. I was in this conversation. I'm, I'm going to keep talking. This conversation with this Bitcoiner, and of course, he's all like, Bitcoin's the only thing you'll ever need in your entire life. And I was talking about, like, he's talking about, well, Lightning will handle all these transactions all around the world. Who cares about on chain transactions, right? And I'm like, well, so, like, so, if, why is Lightning not, you know, you're okay keeping your coins on chain, mm -hmm. but you want somebody else to have to live in this Lightning world? Like, why are, that's like an elitist point of view. Like it's good enough for me, but not good enough for you. Yeah. I don't understand that. And he's like, well, lightning's good enough, right? Most people that's, it's a great asset. It's still secure. It's still this. I'm like, well, are all your coins on lightning network? No. And so you got to walk the walk. If you believe in something, don't just say it's good enough for other people. So I, you know, I need to learn about Monero because I do think privacy is an important factor why i like nimble wimble and why i like crypto in general so yeah uh, i'll download it and i'll i'll screenshot it for you oh beautiful i've got a screenshot for you as well actually that i uh you bought some litecoin didn't you should i send it to litecoin underground yeah hey by the way you you did say last week you were going to look into nimble wimble yeah or a couple weeks yeah ago. yeah i did and i listened What'd to you your, your podcast did you do some research what'd you think yeah, I, I like it. Um, I think I mentioned to you before that I I wouldn't form an opinion fully until I used it, but I think that it definitely sounds promising. Um, I think that the gentleman you interviewed, David, I think was his name, uh, I found it really weird but also interesting that he was uh, being so uh, careful with his words. <laughs> he was like alluding to full privacy without saying or guaranteeing full privacy. Um, saying, you know, you need to make sure that you use it a, a whole lot and it'll be really difficult. Um, I remember a couple of weeks ago in the spaces, you said uh, that you knew about the, uh, you knew about the ring size of Monero. Do you remember that conversation? 
that only my only experience from that was from my conversation with him. Okay. All right. Well, you were correct in that. There's 11 ring signatures um, that the transactions go through. That that, that is increasing uh, within a matter of a month or two, from 11 to 64. So you're going to be looking at something that you can't even pin down to 14 people that may or may not have you know sent a transaction. Um, instead, you'll be looking right. at something that's just fucking impossible. Like, good luck. Good luck narrowing it down to 55 people. You know what I mean? It's not going to happen. Yeah. Um, so I think that that's a, a very strong cause for, for Monero again. Um, Mimble Wimble, when is it coming? When are we, When is it going to be rolled out? Uh, it, so he just recently released an update that... They found a bug, but that that wasn't going to delay anything. By a bug, I should say, somebody found a an exploit uh, in some really convoluted way. You could create a double spend of some sort, mm-hmm. um, and I don't even want to say. I don't even want to say that it was a double spend. He posted about it. If you you should go follow him. He's very pro privacy. All right, and this uh, is that. Uh, just look up David Burkett. I think David Burkett 38, something like that. Found it. But yeah, he's he was part of Grin, and he saved Grin. Like, that dude got a bounty last year in, like, March. The creator of Grin gave him, like, 250 grand because he saved Grin. <laughs> I don't know wow. what he did. But anyway, wow. uh, so he's a pretty well-known figure. But uh, where was I going? What were we talking about? When Mimble Wimble is coming out. Oh, so yeah, he said, I, I think they're still on pace, but by they're testing it, it will be available in a, like a beta form through the end of the year. Mm-hmm. And they expect minor signaling in uh, January of next year. If so I use it. very much around the corner. Okay. If I use it um, as it currently stands, because I haven't before, I'd want to use non-KYC coins, like mined coins. That's that's what I would want to do. As your, like, initiation to it. But yeah. I, yeah. I, would, I agree with that. Yeah. Which is what we talked about earlier, right? That's one of the big benefits of a mined coin. Yeah. Um, and I think, I don't, I mean, do you think that there's going to be a way, let's say you're a terrorist, Tux, and you send me I am. some Litecoin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're a, you're an Australian terrorist. Yes. Yeah, I'm a neo-Nazi right-wing extremist terrorist. <laughs> That's what they say. Anyway, so I take my I take I receive your coins on my you know private wallet, my mm-hmm. core wallet, and then I put them onto a paper wallet and hand them to somebody else. They go put them onto their core wallet. Or they put them onto the Mimble Wimble side chain. Like, I I don't I still don't see how they're gonna be able to attach these things down the line. As long as they don't go to an exchange, the exchanges are the problem, right? Yeah, the KYC they're... is the problem. Yeah, at the moment, yeah. And the reality is, we're still. I think you know. I do think Monero has a very legit use case. It may be 10 or 15 years before anybody really cares about it because we're still at the very baby stages. 
Yeah. Mean don't buy them there. It just means, hey, grab a few of them and hang well, out. I mean, it is the third most used cryptocurrency in terms of transaction volume and, and mining is it as really? well. Yes, yes, it is. You understand that it is the, the currency of the, the dark net, the dark web. I don't know. I don't, I'm not on the dark web. Fair enough. Neither am I. Um, but it uh, it is it is the the main used thing. Like, sure, some vendors will offer Bitcoin, sure, but I wouldn't trust those uh, fucking at all. Because why would you why would you even offer Bitcoin as something to use on there? Um, Monero is the, is the main thing used, and if you go have a look at its transactions per day, you can you know sift through the days. It's quite impressive. Um, it's it's used very very commonly, very heavily. And what you're right. talking about, essentially, with loading up something onto a, you know, a paper wallet and handing it to someone else, I like that. Um, I love cash. Uh, you know, what you're talking about, I'm so surprised you don't like Monero more. Um, all due respect to Litecoin. I'm being honest with you. I don't. You know, I don't. I'm busy, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I'm living yeah. my life, Litecoin life. But but my my the more important thing about the to me the physical transaction isn't the, I mean the privacy is a part of it. Mm-hmm. To me, it's one thing is the reality, right? People want physical assets. I know that. Look, we all live in first world, millennial, millennial down, very digital, but a very large part of the world still lives in the physical, and to hold something in their hand is meaningful to them. Mm-hmm. And, I, th- and I, I think to put stress on the blockchain for no reason for these minuscule transactions that we, if we could find a way to do those without utilizing the blockchain, I think that's, I mean, I guess in a way it's like lightning, but it's just non-digital. Yeah. I, I just, I don't know, I still, there's something that doesn't make sense to me about lightning. And that's why I want to learn more about it. I just feel like if it was so simple, then why did we need Bitcoin, right? <laughs> like, yeah. it's, this is way, it's way, you're making this sound way too good to be true. That you're going to have this worldwide network of oh, no fees and privacy and decentralization. It, no. If that were the case, we would have invented this long ago, Right. So I just feel like I just feel like there's something that I'm not that's not being revealed to us once I, mass adoption hits. I think it's a it's a war that's going on and it's quite a silent one and it's a war against privacy and most people have their you know sound like a dick but you know they they have their head head in the fucking clouds about it because <clears throat> most of the time it's a lack of knowledge and they just don't know any better which is nobody's fault but you know, these are people that don't realize that they, they go on social media apps and they're literally a product of those social media apps. Like you are the, the money. You are you are what's being made off of. And people just don't give a shit. And, and the same thing rolls through to their assets and their finances. For most people, they just don't fucking care. They want convenience. They want it to all be by the book. But nobody's looking at the fucking book and, and why it is the way that it is. And I think that that's something that we need to push forwards more because... Why Why would you not want full control of your own assets that you earned, that you worked for? Like, why would you not want 
entire control of all of that information without any anything in the way of that taking a piece of it telling you that you owe th this amount here and why like i don't understand why we fell off the path from that in crypto look at where we're at now to, to from where it started what the fuck happened well what let me ask you what started you on your privacy thing was it before the i'm assuming it was before covid you were into it right yeah yeah probably 2016 ish what um, was it that tipped you out? Are you into, uh, yeah, you don't want to reveal your stuff or yourself, but I mean, you are, are you familiar with how systems work? Were you familiar mm -hmm. with all the information sharing and? Yeah, very, very familiar. I worked somewhere where this was uh, a huge part of it. And when you take a step back, um, when you take a step back and, and analyze the system and how it's collecting what it's doing with that information and why it's fucking doing it in the first place then you start to feel a certain type of way, especially when you take that information home and you, you know, do some mushrooms. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> That's how it starts. Right. Yeah, okay. I hear you. I'm not, uh, I can neither confirm nor deny. But, <laughs> uh, okay, so this obviously has escalated that. What What's the... Give me your what? What's the doom and gloom about giving up your personal information? The doom and gloom is that it leaves an enormously wide door open for anything to happen with that information, and you have absolutely zero control over it. You also have zero control over who or what looks at it. It's not just what they do with it, but then you get these other points of data formed with you and you get cross-reference. It's basically like metadata analysis of a, of a person or of an entity. When you don't have control of that, I mean, would you be comfortable with somebody sitting in your, in your house pretty much and taking note of what you're doing all of the time? Would you be comfortable with that if you could see them writing it down on a fucking clipboard? No, and I, no. I think if you were even ask like, what are you, are you comfortable with? Would you be comfortable with someone taking pictures of your kids? Exactly. You'd be like, no, no. But that's basically. But let me. Okay. Um, so, why why aren't we getting anything? Let me anything? ask you why 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 is there not more? Because it seems to me that they have the ability to they possess all this information, and because all of this is in some centralized server and easily hacked and manipulated. Mm -hmm. Why is it not more prevalent that people get, you know, irreversible charges on their credit cards or just like some kind of bullshit legal thing pops up on them and they have no, there's no way to prove themselves innocent because what? all the data that is publicly available points in one direction, right? Like there's no, there's no defense against it at some point, right? Well, it's extremely difficult, um, you know. <sighs> You know what they're saying? A private company, they can they can do whatever they want, right? Like, <laughs> it's pretty hard to get that information unless it's summoned by a court. There's no reason or requirement for a company to give that information, even if it is summoned. Like, good luck. It, it It's still up in the air to an extent. And also, to be in the position to get that information, most people aren't at all. So how are you going to defend yourself if you can't even not only see the info that might help you, but you can't even request it because why the fuck would they give it to some random person? 
you know it's what a I mean? Private company, yeah, exactly. It's been one of the weird, the weird blending of the public and the private. Like yeah. the public sector has almost, um, you is using the private sector to infringe upon the rights that the public sector is not legally allowed to infringe upon. Yeah, it's it's terrible. and they can hide behind these private companies, unlike they ever did before. It's very very strange what's happened. It's really it's weird. Happening so fast, you know. I um I know someone that uh has a thing on Netflix, right? Um, this sounds irrelevant, but wait, <laughs> they, wait, they, wait. They, I they, know someone <laughs> that has a thing on Netflix. Yeah, they 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 have a show. They have something on Netflix. I'll put it that way. Um, <laughs> they have an account. <laughs> yeah, sure. They have an account. They love fucking binge watching Netflix. No, so, <laughs> so they have something up on there, right? And you know, a few months go by. And they want to know how it performed. So they hit up Netflix like, hey, how did my shit do? Right? Where am I popular? Where, 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 where do people like me? Okay. Sorry, sorry, we're not, we're not at liberty to discuss any of that with you. Why would we? But I just want to know where I have fans. So perhaps I can target them with, with the next thing that I do. Yeah, no. I can help you, right? Yeah. No, fuck off. Interesting. Yeah, and I think that it, it's important to to note things like that because this is how this is how so many companies see their information. They understand the value of that data. They know how to use yeah. it. We can't use it. We can't use that data the way that they do, because they have contracts with other companies. They have deals that they do. Whatever. There's probably more things that I'm not naming. An average person can't do that. Even if you are someone with you know a, a bit of a following you can't do anything with that information these these companies do it and we can't do it they hold on to that shit well and they're corporations and they're yeah. protected entities right yeah. and so yeah that was you know al you're still up here as a speaker but what i thought was so cool last week when we were talking was this um this why like the wild west of these free markets and who at some point if it's v you know if it's uh, crowdsourcing a solution to education and they got to they got to print some token out of thin air and use that as their seed money well okay might it fail yes but it also might succeed and even if it succeeds a little bit in peeling away some of these gatekeepers and demonetizing the gatekeepers that's a success even if it fails in the short term the long-term outlook should be we're trying to end the regulators and end the, the licensing agencies and the accreditation and that those are the people that are making life miserable <laughs> for so many people so even if it's not a perfect solution it's better than what we've got you know so, all right, I do need a Crickets app, unless you got more. Al, you're quiet over there. I think you and Tux should be buddies. But Al, see, Al's, he was like, speak. Al's a 21st century digital boy. You guys remember that song? Probably yeah, not. Man. You guys are too young. Oh, man. <laughs> remember, do you know who Bad Religion is? Do you know the band yeah. Bad Religion? Yes, yeah. of course, yeah. That's that's their song. Twenty first century digital boy. All right. 
you got a you got a wide range of uh, music taste. You got Wu Tang. You got I'm nineties, dude. I'm I'm uh I'm late Gen X. So mm. my my sister and brother were older, so I, they were like, I knew a lot of 80, early eighties pop, eighties hip hop, eighties rock, and then grunge was my era with gangster rap and and then right, metal. Okay. But I, after two thousand and three. I don't know, and I love classic rock. Everybody loves that. And I like bluegrass too. Bluegrass, bluegrass is great. You, you ever listen to like Doc Watson, old Doc no. Watson? No. Look up, listen to Doc Watson on the Pandora on Pandora. All right, that, that dude was awesome. I mean, he's long gone, but he was like an original bluegrass. Well, you you probably know Tommy Emmanuel. You're Australian. You guys all love each other. Do you know who that is? Yeah. 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 He got all his stuff from Doc Watson. And he would okay. say that. Okay. Both great guitarists. So all right, guys. I'm gonna shut it down early tonight. Thanks for showing up. I thought it was it was a good one. And uh I'll post this uh on the podcast. Go listen to the podcast of these Twitter spaces from the last couple of weeks. They're long, but I'm telling you, the more you listen to them, you pick things up that you didn't pick up while you were listening. What do we find? Uh, uh, they're on Apple, and they should be on Spotify. I know Apple's uploaded. I'm have to go double check on Spotify. All right, but uh, tweet it out. Tweet the link out. It's posted. It's on my. It's my okay. pin tweet. Gotcha. Is uh, gotcha. the thing. Damn, you're demanding. <laughs> <laughs> I am. Yeah. All right. Wait. Well, hey, good. Uh, yeah, I'll get some stuff out, and I I need to do some stuff. I'm I'm just I'm busy with a lot of stuff right now, so I can't get more out. But I want to do more. Uh, just set set aside podcast, and I and I'd be open to one about um privacy individually. Who would okay? I'm gonna ask you again. Who would be a great privacy interview besides interview? Edward Snowden? <laughs> Jeez. Who? Uh, yeah, interview. That's a tough one. Um, like who or might just be, some, I mean, yeah. someone that you could reach out to and have a conversation with them about privacy. Yeah, it would be like a Zoom call or whatever. We would be just have a conversation and do a podcast and post the interview up. Post just to, just to like get their mm-hmm. take on the importance of it, what's going on, why it's important. I mean, if you want to kill two birds with one stone, you could try to reach out to uh, Justin at uh, Monero Talk. That's a that's a podcast, and I think you could probably you could probably reach him in the DMs. I think he'd be worth okay. worth checking out. Maybe have a listen and see if you you know see if that fits someone that you want to have a conversation with. But I think that would be a really good one. All right. He's he's probably way smarter than me, right? Uh, no, I don't think so. He's a fucking <laughs> he's a fucking idiot. <laughs> no, he's great. He's great. Aaron, Aaron Justin Aaronhofer. Yeah, yeah, that's him. All right, I get a shot. Yeah, reach out to him. I think he'll probably he picture respond. on there. He's got a picture on there. He's probably a fed. <laughs> he ran for he ran for office, uh, but it was unsuccessful. What? Yeah, yeah. You can trust him. You can trust him. No, it's cool. I don't. I I have nothing to hide. I'm. I'm probably. You guys can probably figure out who I am very quickly. But 
hey, well, let me sign off with this. If you have nothing to hide, find something. Uh, <laughs> well, I do. It's that I want to exchange my crypto for crypto without being taxed. Well, That's what I would love. Well, if we, I know how to do that. <laughs> God, I know, but I want, I mean, I'm not free, free and fair trade. I want people to see how ridiculous that is. Yeah. That I give one asset for another and I got to make it a taxable event. I don't care what it is. I don't care if it's a car for a lawnmower or whatever. Like, it's ridiculous. It's the dumbest thing ever. Yeah. And they're everywhere, nonstop, 24 hours a day, and they're getting worse. And your your best bet in life is to work for cash and just collect government checks. Like, it makes no sense. Yeah, we're enslaved, kind of to, we we're enslaved to our respective countries' fiat. That's that's the way it always has been. Started with script and it's escalated to this point. Dude, our taxes today are far higher than they were under King George. Oh, absolutely. Of course. Like far higher. And you have less representation than you did back then, probably. Like I kinda And way less freedom. We're gonna get into this. We're gonna get into this. A monarchy. Like if we had a system where it was like, hey, a monarchy's in charge. But it was understood that if the monarch overstepped his bounds, the public would round him up and throw him in the middle of the ocean or something. That would be a better system than we have today. <laughs> it would. You have no recourse. You have no recourse. Yeah. And they have no incentive to actually serve your needs. They have an incentive to uh, take, <laughs> create massive wealth for the corporations who will in turn control the media to keep the politicians in office. Like that's, that's the game. This is ridiculous. Yeah. It's ridiculous. And, and spread the messages that help keep those people in those positions through the fucking media as well. It's, it's insane. It's absolutely insane. I don't understand why more people don't see that or have a problem with it. I really don't understand that. Even if you aren't engaging in anything that you shouldn't be because it's against the rules, you know, or the law, whatever, it's the same fucking thing. I just don't understand. I really don't. Like, why? why it's overwhelming. Why, it's overwhelming. Why are we still bothering with the war on drugs? You know what I mean? Like, we don't have to go down that rabbit hole right now, but why? Why are we bothering with yep. it? Just give up. Just give up. It's an obvious failure. It's insane. It's right. It's, it's like, and especially the like the the Democrats, the left. You would go, all this is being used for is to restrict people's freedoms. It's it's re being used. You know, if we're going to go down the path of, um, you know, race racism and whatnot, that's what the war on drugs is has been designed to do. Is well, whether it's been designed to do it or not, it's been utilized. It's been a tool that's been utilized to oppress the people in this country who have the least ability to defend themselves. Like, they have no recourse. They don't have the funding to get any sort of... They can't pay bail. They can't get decent representation in court. Why would you want to perpetuate this system? Oh. That should be your number one fucking priority. Absolutely. Why do you got to talk about drug war? <laughs> I know, and they they even marketed that in 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 something that, that is completely untrue. Is that they they said they abolished slavery? Um, well, 
in the second sentence of that, it's uh, unless in the case of imprisonment, I believe. And look at what they did and what they targeted and who ended up in prison making eight cents a day. It's not it's okay. not slavery though because because uh, they did something wrong. Uh, it happens it happens on a massive prisoner, level. Prisoners pay taxes. Do you think prisoners pay like social security tax on? I don't <laughs> that would be funny. I doubt they'd break the, the threshold. I don't know what the situation is over there, but over here we have a threshold. You wouldn't break it. You wouldn't break it. If they file their taxes properly, they'll get it back. <laughs> yeah. As long as they use an accredited uh, tax attorney. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Who pays all his proper licensing fees. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a game, dude. It's what insane. It is. It's really insane. So yeah, I, well, I think most people are pretty much over. They're like, I don't have time for you know, they, and they're and maybe rightfully so. They might be the right ones going. Um, I'd rather just live my life, right? I don't want to. <laughs> I fucking love that. I'd rather live my life. I love that saying because people say that they genuinely hardly ever mean it. When when people say they want to live their life, what does that entail? You wake up on a Monday morning. And you go get underpaid for eight hours, and then you repeat that until Friday. Well, no, okay, hold on, hold on. They they say, look, I have other things going on in my life. I'm going to choose to find joy in the things I do have, as opposed to dwell on things I don't have. So I have kids, and I enjoy a good meal, and I have a drink with my friends, and at the end of the day, I'm watching TV, and this is, you know, hey, there's worse things in life. I get that point of view. Or I only make twenty bucks an hour. Like, what the fuck am I gonna do? Who am I? I don't I don't have the tools to go fight this establishment and what am I protest? What does protesting do? So what do I do? That's probably that's that's the, the question. What am I even capable of doing as an individual? No. I do think crypto is a thing that is a very passive uh thing you can do educate yourself that's what you do you say no to things more often and you start learning i think that's something everyone should do listen i was very much a uh just a go with the flow type of person for a long for up until up until i bought bitcoin wow and i think i think bitcoin uh jordan peterson and stefan molyneux I started listening to all three of those. All three of those things kind of came into my life at the same time. And I don't know if you know who he is, Stefan Molyneux, but... No, I don't know him. I know Jordan, but not Stefan. Oh, you'd like him. He's very libertarian. Uh, um, (laughs) I would like him. But those three were like... Is it coincidental they came into my life? I don't know. Maybe I'm a, you know... Maybe I was fed those by the people who know all all my information. But I, man, I would have 180 on everything. And I didn't even have a thirst for this knowledge until I started to get a taste of it. So I do think crypto is an introduction. And so when I, like when I say to a lot of people, like, I don't want to shame anybody who comes into NFTs or Dogecoin or Shiba. I don't care how you got here. Welcome to the club. I want to start having these types of conversations so when you and i are sitting here talking about this right here and i put it on my on the podcast and maybe somebody gets 
comes in because they want to know about Johnny Litecoin and mobile wallets on episode two. But then in episode three, we're talking about NFTs and the metaverse. Okay, I'm into that. In episode four, they start hearing about privacy. and They want to research the people you're talking about. You know, it's a it's a rabbit hole. The Internet is like it's, you know, it Encyclopedia Britannica at your fingertips 24 hours a day. It's unedited, unfiltered, and it's even it's going to get better and better the more we promote this decentralization stuff. So absolutely. Yeah. Especially if you're using a browser like Tor or something like that, then then you're really seeing unfiltered, unedited information. Yeah, I'm interested. One of the things I, th- I think is cool that ha- doesn't get talked about is the decentralized file storage. Mm, yeah, I wow. Want to, I want to learn more about that because I think that one is, again, it's like I use it like, you know, the rope dope You know what the rope dope is? Uh, I've heard of Are you Rope-a-dope. enough to know what rope dope is? <laughs> uh, so, Muhammad Ali. So, you know, Muhammad Ali is, right? Yeah, of course great boxer so he was going to fight george foreman george foreman was i'm young, familiar with george foreman, yeah dude would knock everybody out yeah. well you you might know old george foreman young george foreman was a bad dude yeah powerful powerful puncher was knocking everybody out and it was i think it was muhammad ali after he came off of being um banned from boxing for dodging the, or not dodging the draft but not a conscious conscientious objector Another badass dude, Muhammad Ali. Mm-hmm. But uh, his strategy in that fight was let he was letting himself be punched. And he, it was more like, I'll take the punch, but he was learning how to lean in. Like, okay, so if you came at me and you punched me, I'm leaning back while you're punching me. So I'm, a, I'm absorbing all your energy. And he literally let the other guy wear himself out. Let George uh, Foreman wear himself out, and he it looked like he was taking a ton of punches, but he it wasn't doing a lot of damage. And uh, God, why did I start talking about the rope dope? I've been drinking too much. Like thirty five seconds ago. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was. It's like you have to keep you have to keep move you have to absorb their punches and keep moving and and be. Uh, be agile in a way, right? Like, yeah. Oh, it was the de- decentralized storage. It was like all these different tools we have. Mm-hmm. They can't. They'll wear themselves out trying to pursue all of them. I see what you're saying. Right? That's I love that process. Like, nah. That other boxer is just like they can't fight all these battles. And if we're on a million fronts, we're gonna we're gonna wear them out. I love that. Not because we're not because we're trying to. Uh, Again, like you said, not trying to do anything immoral, just trying to fucking slow the slow the spread. <laughs> no, absolutely. Fourteen days to slow the spread. Fourteen days to slow the spread <laughs> <laughs> of tyranny. <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. Dude, the rope dope. I love that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna use that. Make a fucking rope dope T-shirt. <laughs> sell it. Sell it. Yeah, look, yeah. look at dude. Muhammad Ali was awesome. That guy's a it's such a shame that his mind went. His mind was way more valuable than his boxing skill. Yeah, do you think he it went from absorbing all them hits? I do. I mean, that's why. Could be. He was a dangerous guy to the public. 
yeah. to the government. Nation of Islam, he was probably the most prominent athlete in the country, and he's sitting here saying, I'm not going to the war. He was dodging the draft, right? Yeah. That's a very controversial stance back then. He was smart. He was a sharp dude. And he had the mouth. He had the, a wit. He was quick. He was funny. You know what I mean? He had it all, dude. He was a good. We need more Muhammad Ali's in the world. No, we do. Boxing is fucking disgraceful at the moment with this well, celebrity saying, shit. That, that type of personality. Like, take like a. Like Mike Tyson, right? He. There's certain people in this world who get a. The spotlight gravitates towards them. For whatever reason, don't let's take boxing out of it. It could be uh, Conor McGregor. It could be, I mean, who's a comedian that just people just they just are interested in these people. It could be a, uh, I don't know, Ariana Grande, yeah. right? She's got something that people like. They're interested in her. Kanye West is that person. He's a, he's a guy. Elon Musk. They draw the camera is drawn to them. Reporters want to write about them. They're interesting to people. For sure, so you get that that uh, level of oh, man. I don't know. I don't even know what to call it. I think it's you know like it, it's in, call it heat in Hollywood. Yeah, but it's like it's it's beyond. Yeah, it's influence. But we've ruined that word. Influence. We've ruined that word influence. But that's what it is. But you know what I'm saying? There are like, there are a handful of people in a generation that are just like, they get the, Joe Rogan right now is, is, uh, unbelievable, unbelievably. He was like just a dude on Fear Factor 20 years ago. Yeah. And he's, um, people gravitate. I don't even know if he's a good example because he's he's somewhat controversial. No, but he's he is a good example because whether you like the guy or you don't, it doesn't matter. He's gotten to where he is from just being himself all the time, all the time. Like you're drawn you're drawn into him a little bit. Like that's I, I called a magnetic personality. That's what I'm thinking. That's mm, the word maybe I'm looking for sure of somebody that, um, like I mean Tiger Woods and all his. Uh, no, I don't know, man. Maybe I'm I, I'm blanking on who I could think of that would be of that level of Muhammad Ali. Because I'm sure there's some Australian like uh, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Steve Irwin. Ah, oh, okay, yeah, the dead icon for or sure. Patrick, Patrick Cash or no little tennis player. No. But you get what I'm saying. So those people, if they can stand up for the right things, like I don't love Elon Musk for a lot of reasons, but I like, I think he has the potential to arrive at the right conclusion. I do too. Yeah. And and it's and it's surprisingly important that he may be one of our only hopes. Like the other day, he said something about. Governments have a monopoly on violence. Did you see that interview I did. with him? Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, he's listening. Like he, somebody has gotten into his head. Somewhere he's reading things or he's learning the right things. Yeah, he knows. I, you know what I think lead, it is. He could lead. 
the army. He could lead the, I don't want to say army, that's military talk, but he could lead that mind switch that we need. Well, yeah, I mean, the left have pushed him too far, so of course he's going, I think think it's great that they have because it's getting him to this point that he's coming to now. And, and it's exactly what you're saying. I think that that's why it's happening, though, is because he's been pushed too far. There's way too many ridiculous expectations forced upon him that aren't fair, that he's not, you know, he's not the guy for it. It shouldn't be the case. And sometimes people do turn around and, and push back, and, and that's what we're seeing. I hope we see more of it. Well, and he's, and he's, got, he's got fuck you money. Absolutely, he, he does. He has so much money. They lost, They created their own monster. They did, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it happens all the time. Government doesn't know when to stop. And they, they're too... They believe... They, it works so well. Paying people off works so well for so long that they don't believe that people will actually walk away. Like Jack Dorsey's walked away. Mm-hmm. And I'm hopeful. And he's another guy I'm hopeful for. I really am. Yeah, we just need to see more of him, though. That's his problem, is that we just don't get enough. You know? Like, what, what's he doing? <laughs> well, like, he lied. He walked away. Yeah, he did. But that's okay. But he, he has the... I think he has the right mindset. Even though his platform censors a lot of people, I think he has the right mindset. Ah, oh, man. I would like to see more yeah. from him. I would like to see more from him and Elon. And I like that. I mean, Mark, Mark Cuban is another guy. I know I'm not saying he's a, he's there yet, but he's at least an open-minded person. He's at least going, there's something here. Yeah. I mean, and I think sometimes even Go ahead. I was just going to say, I think, because we were talking about Joe Rogan before, I think he's one of those people. Yes. And he has, and yeah, he's got definitely fuck you money. Uh-huh. And he has no, he has no loyalties to anything. Yeah. Except his own interests. And, um, and some of these people, like, uh, we talked earlier, if this thing's go on so long now, but, um, you know, Johnny was saying, Johnny Litecoin, that sometimes we curse centralization. We curse a profit motive. But sometimes someone like Mark Cuban in a profit motive, again, I don't love Mark Cuban. I'm just saying this. Yeah, I get you. He may, he may, you know, have enough influence to normalize some things that help us. For sure. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So the more influential people that normalize crypto in general. That brings that brings the masses to crypto in general, NFTs, whatever. And then they stumble into places like this. And they like I said earlier, they stumble into uh, self custody. And then they stumble into privacy and they stumble into recognizing what the Fed is doing. Like that's what we need. <laughs> that's when you don't come it's back like out. When you stumble into those, yeah, you it, don't yeah, come out. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. It's like it's uh it's like the seventh circle of hell. It is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally oh man. It's so funny. It's like you take step one, it's like quicksand. You're like, okay, I'm gonna Mark Cuban said I should uh download this 
app that hosts, I don't know, some DeFi polymatic <laughs> interest earning asset. <laughs> so <it's> stupid. <laughs> You're like, I can make 7% instead of 4% at my bank. So you do that. And then six months later, you're, you know, like you just said, you're putting on the tinfoil hat. <laughs> Wait, let me, let me go back a little bit with you. Did you just say, do you American fuckers get 4%? No, no, no. Okay, no. okay. I was about to. I misspoke. I misspoke. I was about to find the nuke button and press it. <laughs> on my own country, not on you guys. You really want 4%? Of fiat money. No, I don't. But the option, <laughs> the option this whole time would have been nice. <laughs> and that's the funny thing. The funny thing is, I said this a while ago. I don't remember what we were talking. Oh, it was in our first podcast. I said to White Litecoin, I said, I could see a scenario where the banks recognize this is getting bad, right? Mm. Like people are rushing out of uh, treasuries. They're going to Bitcoin and they just say, you know what? Let's burn it all down. We're going to 5% interest rates on treasuries, right? We're going to jack up this interest rate so fast. I don't care if the markets crash. I don't care if housing markets crash. Doesn't matter. This is our, this is our big weapon to nuke everything. Yeah. Like it seems like, oh, they can't do it. They can't do it. They'll do it because control of the currency is the oxygen it's their oxygen They're, they will be suffocating if they can't get people to buy US treasuries anymore you know they will, they'll be fucked they'll have to adapt entirely I mean over here uh, we have four big banks right? The, the four just dominating powerhouse banks that nobody can ever compete with and the biggest one of those four uh, I would say about a month ago, announced that it's incorporating Bitcoin into any user account that wants to. So basically, you know, you can trade your shit Australian dollars for some Bitcoin in your Commonwealth Bank app. And um, I look at that and uh, I mean, a lot of people are really happy about that here in this country. I think it's kind of terrifying, though, because they take a large position in Bitcoin, finally, and then... They allow for their millions and millions and millions of users to do the same thing, to risk their shit Australian dollars, take an enormous risk, maybe make some money and then have to pay tax on it. In the meantime, this giant corporations having their bags filled at the expense of other people by facilitating it. You know, what I would worry about most about that is we're just going to duplicate the gold system. Mm hmm. Yeah, that, I do think I do think that's their most likely play. Is centralized custody, and at some point in time, well, we're just going to give you your, you know, the U.S. version of Bitcoin or something. Yeah, it seems foreign. It seems weird that that happened. You know, the I don't know if it happened in Australia. It happened in the U.S. Right? They said. It's illegal to own physical gold. And you can sell it back to the government at such and such a price that happened in the 30s. And 
that was like that. It's just weird that that happened. That is weird. Did it work? I, th- I mean, I don't know. I think a lot of people sold their gold back. Why would you do that? But I don't. I don't know how many. Why would you do that know. when there's no way to track where the gold is? Why the fuck would you do that? People are people are idiots, know. man. They need to say no more. They've always <laughs> been idiots. It's insane. It's insanity. Most people are fucking morons. They really are. Well, you you live in a country where they you guys sold all your guns back. What are you talking about? You think I advocate for this country? No, but I'm saying, you're asking me. That was 80 years ago, 90 years ago. I want to know. This happened to you 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. You have your parents lived through that. The same reason that that happened is the same reason why your people sold their gold back. It was broadcasted out there that this is the case. There was some bullshit. Narr- I don't know anything about this thing in the 30s, but I'm the assuming right do. Yeah. Oh, they made it the right thing to do. It's not. It, this isn't a matter of morals here. I mean, with the guns, you could argue it is. But with and I guarantee a lot of people held on to their gold. Oh, yeah. I mean, yes. All the smart people did. did but yeah. Anyone that had a brain inside of their fucking head did. For sure. <laughs> Why would you sell it back to some shitty paper? Right. Exactly. So dumb. That's, well, see, you listen tonight. You listen. Tonight. Of course. And, and, that's, and that's what I wanted to keep pounding these people's heads is like why do you care about the dollars no yeah no and that's another weapon they have another weapon they have is just buy it all up straight out boom and go on the market and give people their 50,000 for their bitcoin I'll take it absolutely and they'll just chew it all up and it's gone and it's never coming back and you'll have a bunch of paper and then they'll go, uh, you know, we're going to replace that U.S. dollar yep. with the CBDC. And you're going to get an exchange, exchange rate of 1.5 to 1. And it's all over. Yeah. It's all over. Central at CBDCs, it's over. We're in real, real trouble if that becomes real. Yeah. And, I mean, people just need to... Start thinking for themselves a little bit more. We decide what what has value for the most part. We don't we don't need to continue using something that we don't want to use and being enslaved to something that we don't ha- find valuable. We need to start looking at other options. And I think that you know, I think that we have them, and that they're growing for sure. And I think it's going to be the way to go moving forward, especially with something like Litecoin, just to bring it back to that for a little bit. Like Litecoin's brilliant. It works. It, 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 it's the best option. And if, if I want to get employment, I want to get paid in Litecoin because it works very quickly. Um, it does. It, it, it is seen. And, and we need that at the moment. And I don't want I don't want this shitty currency that my country controls that's fucked. It's completely fucked. The Australian dollar is shit. It in the past two weeks it's gone from a dollar thirty six USD to a dollar forty three USD. I think at the moment it's a dollar forty. It's insane. Really? Yeah, it's insane, man. It's horrible. A, a, a few years ago it was it was almost on par with the US dollar. Wow. Yeah. And that's all the all the while the dollar's deflating. Yeah, no. Or inflating at the it's, same time. It's crazy, man. COVID hit. Yeah, like, and yeah see, like, if, sorry. If, if, no, I'm saying, if we're talking about, like, you know, when you say it just works, right? Like, for remittances, 
like all this talk about lightning network. And it's like, dude, if I'm an American, I'm sending, or I'm in America working, uh, sending money back to my family in whatever central South American country, Litecoin's so simple. It's so simple. Yeah. There's no second layer. You just send it. <laughs> and it's like magic. Like, I don't even... Like, you know how bizarre it is that you can send money across the world? It's a beautiful thing. There was a guy... Uh, he's, probably, he's not on here. Uh, the Coin Vigilante guy did the watches. I don't know if you know. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He he, and his, he was getting married, and his wife had a bachelorette party or something. He put out an address and was like, hey, buy her a drink tonight. And I was like, all right, fuck it. I put sent her five bucks or ten bucks or something. Yeah. Nice. And Litecoin. And she just has a wallet. And it's like bizarre. I don't know her. She doesn't know me. We don't need to know each other. And you can send this stuff somewhat privately. <laughs> well, you <laughs> to mean anybody as anywhere. Is. 24 hours a day, dude. There's no way they're going to catch up. There's no way. If we embrace this and we use these technologies and we stop the infighting of this dumb back and forth and just say, let's start using them instead of hodling. Yeah. That's their biggest what Their biggest fear would be us using them. Oh, it is. Oh, man. That's terrifying. I didn't even think about that. But when so people who tell you to huddle are fighting the wrong fight. It's good to huddle, but also, like, that's the thing. A lot of these people are, are maxis, right? And I don't think that's healthy for anyone to be. I mean, if you want to hold one at heart that you truly believe in, that's great. But you should be using more than one cryptocurrency. You should not just be using one. It's moronic. Why would you use one? You know? Like, what, why would you do that? Um uh, I don't understand yeah. it. You could hoard one and use another at least. Fuck. And once we get atomic swaps going... Okay, let me ask you about Monero. Is Monero going to get on the Lightning Network? Is that even possible? Why? I mean, why would it need to? Well, okay, okay, wait. Okay, well, here. Hold on a second. Hold on. Let's go. One of the biggest... So on, Cake, on Cake Wallet. Yeah. On Cake Wallet, I can download... You're telling me I can send... Can I send Litecoin and get Monero in return? Absolutely. Yep. It's very easy. You send your Litecoin to your Privately. Cake Wallet address? Privately. Well, here's what won't be private. You send Litecoin from your KYC exchange, I would assume, or whatever the fuck you're using. What? Whoa. Is that what you think about me? I mean, I don't you want to, I but I assume. My Litecoin. You think all my Litecoin are on a KYC exchange? I think what you're willing to, to use, uh, I think that you have some in, in one, yeah. I would assume you have some in there. Oh, yeah, of course. Well, I got to get them somewhere. <laughs> there we go, you fucker. All, all my life. <laughs> you, think I, you think it's impossible for me to privately hold? What have I been talking about the entire goddamn time? <laughs> I got you, dude. You don't want to. I'm glad it. I've made an impression. I've made an impression on you, but I just keep all my shit on Coinbase. No, no, no. Just some. Just some. And I was right. So yes, what you do? Por- I, I have a por- I have a portion. Here's what's the deal. I have a portion that I will uh, let go when the price is right. Okay. But a very large 
part of what I have is not. I understand. Is never leaving my uh, possession. Right. It's going to my kids. I love that. That's great. Yeah, that's but, great. All right. Jesus, man. <laughs> well, look, they'll, they'll see they being whoever wants to um, that you sent like going from one address to another, right? But then after that, no, dude, you, then you, yeah. you're not going to be bound to have swapped it for Monero. Good luck with that. What else is on there? I'm doing it right now. Um, there's Bitcoin, Litecoin, and Monero. That's it. Um, this is Cake Wallet's only app, but they are soon making a couple of others because they received a bid from uh, Zcash, which fucks fuck Zcash, but uh, they received a bid from them to make something, so they'll be doing that. And then they'll make a Monero exclusive wallet as well for the, you know, for most of the people that use it to use. But yeah, you All send right. your Litecoin there, you swap it, and it goes through. I'm pulling it up right now. I got a like that you got Bitcoin Monero Litecoin. It's beautiful, and you can. And this this is this guy. Uh, oh, hang on. This is Vic. BTC OPC Doge is wanting to talk. This is created by this guy you referenced earlier? Uh, no. So Justin runs a podcast called Monero Talk. However, the creator is Vic Sharma. If you want his at, it's at Vic. Like Vic as in Victor? V- yeah, V-I-K-R-A-N-T-N-Y-C. This is at V-I-K-R-A-N. T N Y C. He made Cake Wallet. You could probably interview him as well. He's great. He's a good speaker. V I K R A N T Y C or C Y T N Y C. T N Y. I'll find him. Vic Sharma. I can't find him. Whatever. It's like it's it's like Vic Rant NYC if that's easier. Oh okay okay yeah yes yeah. yeah I missed something there at the end. It's probably my accent. What night? <laughs> Crikey! See, I want to get some synergy between these communities. Litecoin, Monero. <clears> hey, <throat> there's no reason why we can't, especially with that. I think a lot of you would have a lot of both sides would have a lot in common. One thing that just off the top that I've noticed is that people gen, gen, generally don't care about price. You don't talk about the price very much. That's pretty common in the Monero community as well. We don't focus on that at all. Well, I will say that it's, it's something I'm trying to foster here. I don't know that the true Litecoiners, no. They don't talk about. They don't care about the price. Mm-hmm. You're to me. You're not. You're not. You're not into crypto if all you're sitting here is talking about the fiat price. You're living yeah. in a fiat world. Exactly. You're not. So, uh, yeah, I think that holds true. So you're talking about. I mean, who who falls into that camp? Who even exists? Name a community. I mean, Ethereum. Ethereum. I don't know. They're close. I think they could really... um, It would benefit Ethereum to back off on certain things that are just transaction loads and not really... 
feeding into the ultimate value plan of whatever Ethereum's going to be. You get what I'm saying? Like, say, hey, Solana, you take NFTs. I don't need them. Because uh, all this I mean, doing is making gas fees go up. I don't know. Yeah. I, 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 I don't, an example. I'm not saying it's true. I'm saying an example. I don't love Ethereum, but I use it a lot. <clears throat> I got in the NFT space, and uh, I've, I've kind of gotten sick of it because it's insane. But um, I think that Ethereum definitely needs to continue using and having them. Um, it, it, I don't know when, but pe- people keep saying, you know, there's this F 2.0, it's coming, it's coming, but no one has a date. No one has a date. No one knows anything about it. No one can tell you how much it's going to reduce the gas fee by, but they're all so sure that it's going to just magically resolve everything. It's going to solve all our problems. I don't think, I don't think it'll do that. Yeah. You can't defy physics. I don't think. No. Right, hey, uh, BTC LTC Doge came up to talk. What's up, man? Hey, yo, what's up? Long time, I guess, listener, first time uh, talker. <laughs> um, I wanted to kind of just uh, roll back uh, to the topic of uh, cake, uh, the cake wallet real quick. I know going back in time, probably for like the third time now. Um, question is... Um, how how long does it take to uh, restore a wallet or create a wallet? Because I have a light, um, like the Litecoin wallet already on my phone. Um, but you have to download all the history. It's a little bit of a pain. It takes like probably like 20 to 30 minutes. I mean, it's not terrible, but you got to keep your phone screen on and everything like that. Um, and then what are the fees for transferring? Is it just general fees? Because, uh, you know, there's a lot of, you know, hey, use this, use that, you know, to transfer buy transfer litecoin buy something with litecoin but then there's like a three percent fee and you know i could just buy whatever it is without you know using litecoin for a no fee um and that's pretty much it right there for my opening uh no I'm, I'm, what, what do you mean there's a three percent fee for what um trying to think what it was uh remember johnny was talking about it um I forgot what it was. It's it's one of the it's one of the like you take your Litecoin, it converts it to cash if you go to ah uh, gosh Dunkin' Donuts or whatever. But there's a fee with that, so I was like, eh, I could just buy a donut without oh, a fee. Like Litecoin <laughs> card or uh, Flexa, probably. You talked about Flexa. Yeah. yeah, I don't. You know, I don't know all the different fee structures, but yeah, I mean, you know, there's always going to be. Um, I mean, like, there's no again, there's no. Uh, magic elixir you know what i mean so if the ultimate goal like what we're talking about is the ultimate goal is to have some sort of just direct payment to the vendor if you're going to use some kind of intermediary like visa or mastercard or anybody who's got a token or they're going to take your coins and sell them on an exchange and um you know give you the u.s give the merchant the u.s dollar value of that coin there's a spread there's a charge they're not going to do that just out of the goodness of their heart that doesn't mean they're bad people it just means that that's that's just the reality of it it saves you the trouble of selling paying whatever fee you have to sell taking from your coinbase account putting it into your bank account and then moving from your bank account to your debit card and paying that. So, you know, I mean, it's like, it's, uh, they're trying to simplify the process. So, 
the you know what we're all talking about is how do we long term get where merchants will accept native litecoin native bitcoin native whatever i'll say it monero talks okay so if uh if you go to a a vendor and and if you listen to our podcast from a few weeks ago when uh, david burkett was on about mimblewimble what he was saying is like to encourage these vendors to post a stealth address which you'll understand if you go listen to it but um, that's the key. Like when people get all excited, well, BitPay is going to take uh, integrate Litecoin. I go, well, if I'm not using my native wallet, if I have to use a third party, it's nice, I guess. But that's not the whole point. Mm. You, know, you know what I'm saying? The idea is that yeah. you're a store owner, you're a shop owner. And I can just send Litecoin to your wallet directly. I don't want anybody else involved. Right. Yeah. But it's it's just hard right now. You know, we're still very, very new that people are, merchants are in debt. Merchants have bills to pay. Everybody's revolving credit. They don't have time to wait and let Litecoin appreciate. So they're going, look, I just need cash today. I bought this product. I have 30-day terms on my bill to my vendors. And when I get paid, I need to pay them. You know, I have bills to pay. So um, it's just, it's, it's a time thing that people who have the ability to, to wait can take crypto. And understand the value of it long term. So I don't know if I answered your question or what. But... No, uh, no, it's good info. Um, no, I'm going to try out this cake wallet though on the side, um, and then I will. I'm going to actually try and uh, find a Baskin Robbins around here, and um, I don't know. Uh, I'll try Flexer or something like that. Whatever it is, I'll even incur the fee, no biggie. But yeah, the um, the one thing is, without having to do any more research on Google or anything. Um, What's the time period for restoring a wallet or setting up a wallet? Is it a lengthy download process, kind of like the Litecoin wallet, where it has to download a whole bunch of history, or is it kind of more snappy, I guess? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, if you were talking about 20, 30 minutes, you're looking at far less than that. I mean, I'd say three minutes, if I had to guess. Wait, three minutes, yeah. Less than that, maybe. For Very quick. Cake wallet, or are we talking about? For cake wallet, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so what are, you, what are you trying to do when you say restore a wallet? What are you trying to do? Why did that come up? Well, um, the restore the wallet would be like, say, I get another cell phone or something like that. I have my cake wallet on one cell phone. If I, um, you know, it's a software wallet, right? So then I would go download the app on my new cell phone and then say restore. And then I'd enter my, I don't know how many uh, words it is, key. And then it would restore like I did. I've already done that with the Litecoin wallet, which is pretty slick, but it took a minute. So. So you go from one device, one cell phone to another cell phone and you can, you know, if you could sell your old cell phone, say you're in that situation and you want to get it and you're using a newer one, you, you just transfer your, your Litecoin wallet over using your, um, your private key. It's pretty cool. Yeah. You have, what's going on is your, uh, whatever device you're using, uh, has to download the blockchain, right? So they're going back and looking at the history and actually syncing syncing up with the nodes of the blockchain 
So that's mm-hmm. that's the time crunch. But I mean, if you're if you're in a rush, um, I guess the less time it takes, the less deeply rooted in the blockchain it is. Might be the best way to put it. So, like, if you took Litecoin node, um, I did a video a couple weeks ago about just downloading a Litecoin node. It takes a day, but uh, I don't know. It depends on what what your time frame is. I'm not sure why you're what the rush is. I, I have no rush. It's just if I'm gonna if I'm gonna tinker with the wallet, it's just a pain sometimes. To like if I'm if I'm gonna start a new wallet, yeah, it's on your phone. And, I guess I get that. Yeah. Yeah, and you know if I'm not too serious about the wallet, I just kind of want to test it out. You know, like how long is it gonna take to test? Sometimes you got other things you want to do, but you know I could just whatever go to the gym, come back, and it should be done. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah, if you do like a light wallet, Electrum wallet, uh, like they have with Cake, um, yeah, you should be all right. But yeah, yeah, download yeah. a. I mean, if you go to the Litecoin Foundation, they they'll let you. You can download a node, uh, Litecoin Core wallet. Mm-hmm. It take it takes some time. Um, it's just a little. I guess the best thing is, like Tux would tell you, it's a little more private. Okay, yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a lot more private. It's yeah. all it's all it's all uh, degrees. There was a, actually a good interview. Uh, with. Eric Voorhees did one with um, ah, the the What Bitcoin Did guy, Peter McCormick. And um, you know, he talked about decentralization. He said it's, it's you know it's degrees, it's like anything else. You know, you're gonna sac you're always sacrificing something for something else. So speed is gonna always be a you know, that's desirable in certain situations. Mm-hmm. Privacy is desirable in certain situations. Uh Transaction fees are being low is desirable, and so you're always trading those off, you know. True. But, all right, I've been drinking too much. <laughs> I'm probably not making any sense anymore. So that's uh, all good. Sense. All right, I'm only going to give Al one more chance if he wants to talk because he. Uh, I think he fell was asleep. Was awesome last week. Anything else, Al? Are you done? I reckon. I reckon he fell asleep. Did you I really last did. week? Yeah, you were here, Tux. I was here. Yeah, I've been here. I've been here. I just couldn't talk last week. Did you like last? I thought last week was awesome. Yeah, it was. I enjoyed this one a lot today. I thought it was great. Yeah, this last hour I really liked. Yeah. I like you, Tux. I think we should have beers together. Or a Foster's or something. <laughs> well, you, you'll have to apply for... Uh... You have to <laughs> apply for my approval via the Australian government, which will inevitably be denied. So uh, <laughs> they'll have to be virtual, I think. Yeah, I, I wouldn't fit in over there, I don't think. You would. Like, you, think you would. would. Pre-2019. You would. You know? That's a good point, actually. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think you would. It's Australians are pretty easygoing. They're just fucking brainwashed at the moment. But, you know, things will change. I'm optimistic about it. I think the tide is very, very slowly turning. Yes. It couldn't so be any been, slower. I shouldn't. I'm still... Okay. So, um, Bill Maher over here a couple months ago was like, I'm not doing a booster. That's some bullshit. And then uh, he's a liberal. And then Trevor Noah got in a little trouble this week because he said, well, quote-unquote trouble, because he said, why are we listening to the CEO of Moderna about 
vaccines, right? Yep. And they're not even vaccines. Well, okay, but I think you would agree if we're going to be conspiracy theorists that there's this that nothing happens by accident, right? Absolutely. The ground the groundwork gets laid very early on. And so those are like signals of we're laying the groundwork for stopping the insanity, so to speak. Mm -hmm. So that's what I'm hopeful for is that the U S has recognized they're not going to get it done. England has recognized they're not going to have absolute compliance. Probably the two freest countries in the world still. Yeah. I agree. Fairly, you know, Brazil is even pushing back, right? Their president's like, this is stupid. So the signal has been sent out that maybe after this winter, it's time to just let it go. Uh, I hope so. It's funny you said that because um, there was a glimmer of that here, right? Because all of this nonsense in Australia has been by the hand of, of the state leaders, right? The state governments, not not very much federally. Besides a bullshit plan, right? That's nothing. It's not actually enforcing it like the states are. The the prime minister that we have here, he is he's on the right, and he he said in parliament uh, a week or two ago, he said, I think it's time that state governments take a step back out of people's lives. He got screamed at, but I think that's the start. Yeah, it doesn't happen by accident. I'm convinced. No, it doesn't. Yeah. Like you're most right. things, sometimes you see things in the news and you're like, like, you know, when they push a little too far. Oh, yeah. And then everybody's like, what goes, you were talking about earlier. Ridiculous. Yeah. And then they back off. Yeah. And they go, they're just, they're just getting your mind ready. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. But there, there are people here that I know very well in the state of Victoria. They, they hold the world record for the longest lockdown of all time, right? These people have been through it. These people get screamed at if they go have a cigarette on their fucking balcony, right? And by the police or the defense force. And uh, these people have complied, you know, because they have to, to keep their jobs. They have to, to go and do what they want to do, even to go outside. And they're on their third shot, right? And they're still being told that they're not allowed to do this or that. Imagine that. Imagine you follow the rules, even though you don't necessarily want to. And you're still being oppressed by some bullshit that you don't agree with. That's where the tide is turning in those cases a lot. They're switching sides entirely almost. They're getting fed up. There's only so far you can push people. It's like that Elon Musk analogy we were talking about earlier. You create your own monster. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And they fund it too. This thing they don't realize is they... It's hubris, right? It's... And that maybe is the one glimmer of hope you have is that these people are so blind to their own, um, yeah, hubris. They don't even see that they're funding. They assume that everything will just fall into place just like it always has. And I, I actually, I'm not trying to throw maximalists under the bus, but they have the same thing. They don't see that, and it's not, it's not even a large part of the Bitcoin community. It's some of them. They just don't even get what they're talking about. And they, they're so no. confident that everything's going to fall just as somebody told them it's going to. 
But they have no freaking clue what they're talking about. I I couldn't agree with you more on that. It's a really funny connection to make, but it's it's very accurate. It's it's like this same mindset of all is well, all will be well because I believe it and I'm taken care of. My best interests are definitely at hand here. I fully believe that the best outcome is going to it's going to be the result, right? It's delusion. I, I was actually really encouraged last. I think it was yesterday or the night before I was listening to, I jumped into a Bitcoin space with that Shinobi. You probably know who he is, right? He's an abrasive dude. I don't know. Oh, well, he's like a, I think he's a developer. He very, very deeply understands the technical aspects of Bitcoin, but he's also just like, just an abrasive person. He's just an abrasive personality and does not hide it. And there's times I like him, there's times I don't. Okay. But he was, because I don't, I don't like Michael Saylor that much. I don't, like he's just, to me, he's just noise in the space. But, and, and I was glad to hear that this guy, Shinobi, who's abrasive, but he is respected in that community, was, was thinking all the same things I am, like, if the guy isn't in here to talk about self custody and decentralization and privacy, then like what, I don't need him. Right. Like he's not helping us. He's hurting us. He's promoting, he's promoting putting your, I mean, he, what does he hold? A hundred thousand Bitcoin. He's puts them in Coinbase custody. What example is that? Like I said earlier, walk the walk. If you believe in this thing, don't give them to somebody. Why would you let somebody else hold the most amazing asset in the history of time? It's so right? stupid. It's Can you so imagine? fucking like, stupid. Think about that. Think about this. Let's let's say you view Bitcoin as you know, second only to your children, right? I would never let anything bad happen to it. Would you hand them over to just some fucking schmuck? <laughs> No, Never. he'd be like, I'm putting these motherfuckers in cold storage and I'm putting them in, you know, uh, safe deposit boxes and um, multi-sig. <laughs> well, I'd do everything I could to protect <laughs> these things if I was as passionate as Michael Saylor was, which means it's all a sales pitch. You know, he just wants you to buy because he borrowed a fucking Dude, this dude. Do you know how much money he's borrowed? No. How much? Well, he owns uh, like 110,000 Bitcoin. So what's that equal? Oh, shit. I mean, it's incalculable. Um, I'd say it's like in the billion. It's in the multiple billions. Yeah. He just recently spent 500 million. He keeps, he's borrowing money against the assets of his company. And he's just, it's, he's speaking irrationally. He's not giving people a fair, irrational way to invest in Bitcoin, which is borrow what you can that isn't going to put your life at risk. Buy, hold, self-custody, and just Mm. Bitcoin and chill, right? It's a good strategy. I would love to have that be the introduction most people have, but no, it's leverage your life against 
because I don't know what's the rush, right? What's the fucking rush? If it's the greatest yeah. asset of all time, what's the rush? <laughs> all you have to do is yeah. just, just get along, get on board, and just go along for the ride. So, all right, it's t- yeah. I'm, I mean, if you you want to wrap it up there, I think maybe I don't know. Keep going, dude. I don't care. A Aaron is in here. He likes to talk. I see him in the Bitcoin spaces, which I appreciate. Any Litecoiner that goes and fights the fight. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Those guys tear each other apart. Then they're on the same team, supposedly. <laughs> dude, they're, it's insufferable. I said it earlier. I go, I'll listen to them, and I'm like, I don't get it. I don't get the appeal. And they have like 800 listeners. And I'm like, who's listening to this? <laughs> And getting anything out of it. <laughs> yep. I know this is tur- this this whole thing has turned in a little bit of a. I don't know. I feel sometimes like I probably talk too much. I'm a little bit of a solo project, but. No, nah, it's been great. It's been a great conversation. I've enjoyed it a lot. I don't know. I got a lot to say, so. That's how, why how these spaces are great. Hey, Bitcoin, Litecoin, Doge are sub, subarized. Oh, superized WRX. I got you. There you go. Um, <laughs> Nobody gets it. Yeah. Yeah, I got you. Um, how long you been in this? Um, seventeen. I bought the, I bought the bear market as it started to come down, and all the uh, gurus were saying bye, bye, bye. Still going into January, probably February. Um, so. I've got a I've got a bag of some Litecoin, and then I um I bought more uh pretty much you know at the low a little bit, and then I bought more as it swung up high, and um but I didn't touch the four hundred zone and buy more there. I was gonna let it just keep on rolling, and then it pulled back, you know. So <laughs> yeah, that's cool. So just um haven't been really um exercising it though, as everybody's saying, you know, use it, use it, use it. Kind of yeah, I guess I'm that that i don't know litecoin fiat maximalist person for right now because i figure if i can sell at the top and then buy nine or eight times more at the bottom if there is going to be a bottom like that you know i'm a cycle believer at this point until proven otherwise so you know yeah so i've been in it for a minute but yeah um learning you know i gotta you know we all have real lives on the side as well and so um yeah for sure you know um yeah but uh catching tidbits here and there of info from like say uh you know you guys here um you know just try to keep it sane though because some people are kind of way off on one in one direction or the other so try to find an even keel kind of group to you know are you in the u.s what's that i'm sorry are you in the u.s yeah i'm in california look into that litecoin card i'll tell you that's a really nice way to just DCA out, DCA in, just spending right. cash around town. Like I, I, I got that a few months ago, and I'm going, man, why didn't I have this like years ago? It's great. It's cool. you know, it's a way to just again slowly use it. Transactions. I really believe that's a big part of it. Even though it's in the Visa network, even though it's KYC, whatever, right. it's a small part of your stack. You know, so. Um. Yeah. Okay. I'll leave it at that. No. Cool. I'm looking it up right now. Listen, uh, listen to listen to the podcast, you guys. They, they, oh, every. 
I know I it's me talking, so I love them, but <laughs> <laughs> no, they're good. I've listened to them, and I was going to ask you when is the next episode. Well, I put two up tonight that were just right now. It's just the Twitter Spaces. So, um, why Litecoin has been. Yeah. He's been having some stuff going on. I'm not really 100% sure what's going on. He's just said, hey, I'm just checked out for a minute. He hasn't been on Twitter. And he and I were just kind of like, we just kind of met on Twitter, basically. Mm-hmm. And I like his uh, approach to, like, he's an analytical guy. He's a very smart dude. And I just like the way, I just felt like we meshed pretty well. Yeah. So I have I don't really have a plan for how to where to go next. I would love to do interviews. I would love to have another person jump in that felt like the right fit, but you know, I don't even know. Mm-hmm. I'm just I'm literally just this is like third or fourth on my list right now. I'm doing my best to just keep it going every week. So Yeah. Um Yeah, I'll do some stuff. I, I wanna do I would like personally I wanna learn how to write a little better. Because I think that if I could formulate my thoughts and present them in a cohesive manner, they could be interesting to people and at least be something to listen to. Yeah, for sure. You know, I did one on inflation. I wasn't happy with how it came out. So I've just, it's just sitting on my computer. Um, I would like to do one on what we talked about today, the physical asset. Mm. How do we, is there a future for that? Yeah. But I don't know. Like when you guys listen to podcasts, what's interesting is it if I pose an idea and just um, explain it and put it out there and it's 15 minutes, is that interesting? Um, for me personally, I listen to a lot of podcasts. So it's a part of my everyday life. For me, it's it's mainly conversation that I'm most interested in conversation or, you know, some sort of storytelling. Yeah. A, a solo, solo is hard to pull off. It's very hard to pull off. You, you definitely need at least one other voice in there to bounce off of. Yeah. Yeah. Unless, yeah. unless you go on ham with the fucking production, you know what I mean? Like there's a few, there's a few guys, uh, there's a guy, uh, Darknet Diaries, I can think of, and he, he'll tell stories sometimes if he doesn't have a guest, and there's a lot of production involved that sort of keeps the, keeps the pace and keeps your interest, but I think for the most part, you, I mean, you want someone else in there. I mean, like, you and I, you and I click, like, I, for whatever reason, right off the bat. And, yeah. Um. Yeah, that, I do. I agree. Conversation is part of it. And that's why the podcasts, I go back. What I do is I, I, I download them. I listen to them. I go like walk my dog or something and I'll listen or not the, the Twitter spaces. Mm-hmm. I listen to them. And of course, again, of course I find them interesting because it's me being able to tell my ideas, but I don't know from a third party. Are they interesting or not? They are. They, and, yeah. uh, and, um, so as for right now, that's what I like. And I, I almost feel like they're better because I, it's like a call-in radio show. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like I can talk about things, but it would be cool to have a co-host and maybe structure these in a different way where it's um, we have things we want to talk about and then we take questions. But 
I don't know. At the same time. Well, hey, if you um, if I did that, go ahead. If you did want want to to have a crack at something uh, with me, I would definitely be keen for that. If you want, I've got a I've got a legit mic set up and audio interface and the whole nine, so it would sound professional. Yeah, we have, we we would cover the earth with it. <laughs> um, well, yeah, yeah, I appreciate your your openness to things. Yeah, hit me up. Uh, I, I probably will, but I, I guess I just I just want to make sure that um, I want to make sure it's informative, it's interesting, and I I, I have to nail down the goal. The goal is education in my mind. Mm, that's a good goal. And right now I don't um, I don't feel, I, I feel like I've enjoyed the conversations. I think it's positive for the Litecoin community to have something to come back to and listen to. and uh, Maybe I'm creating an ethos of the Litecoiners by doing this. The schedule is important. But, too. Um, it's good that you have that. But it's every week like this. We'll say that again? Just the schedule. It's always there. It's like it's good that you have it on a schedule doing these spaces as well, bringing these people back. And you see different people in here. You see some of the same people in here. I think over time that'll do a lot. Yes. And, um, yeah, like what uh, Johnny Litecoin said, he's like, I'm just going to do it and see if anybody tells me to stop. Yeah. I feel like we keep at this thing. I can build an audience and, and maybe, yeah, maybe if I think about my own motivations, it's about I want to gear people towards the things we've been talking about. Don't get caught up in the noise. Understand your holding a ridiculously rare piece of technology in your hands. Yeah. That, that's been dropped, I believe, like dropped down from the heavens. <laughs> Whatever Satoshi came up with, like, holy shit. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, to, yeah, lose the noise. Let's get focused there's a lot ahead of us, but uh, then I drink and things happen. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah, maybe I will take it. Because, Tux, my best time right now is, like, Sunday mornings. Okay. For me is the most time I have, or Saturday or Sunday mornings, to sit down and have a long talk. Um, which, for you, would be nighttime, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, right? Can you give me, uh, like, an EST time or a PT time or whatever the fuck? I'll convert it. It's 1 a.m. right now. What time is it your time? 4.30 p.m. Oh, shit. <laughs> You're like, what? 4.30? Yeah, man. I'm in the future, for real. Yep. No, but I mean, you're ha you have a half-hour time zone? Yeah. Yeah, we do. We got a few. Big country, man. 12, Big fucking country. 14, 15. You're 15 and a half hours ahead of me. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> um, all right. That might be doable. Like a Saturday night thing? Yeah. For me, and it would be like midday Sunday for you. I can definitely do that. Okay. I'll figure I'll message all you right. for sure. Yeah. No worries. So you'll be part of the, but you're part of Litecoin Underground. Once you put that badge on, you got to buy more than the one and a half you told me. Hey, fuck you, man. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm glad you said it's a stop. Uh, it's a stop. No, I'm gonna swap. I'll I'll show you my screenshot as well. Hey, good, good. I'll put I'll buy a Mon- I'll buy at least a Monero for you. Look at that. This is Monero and Litecoin coming together. There you go. It has to happen. And I think in Digibyte's another one I need to learn about. Mm. Yeah, I don't know much. I don't about know that. much about it. I need to learn about them. I own some Vertcoin. I like Vertcoin because they're ASIC resistant. Oh, is Monero mined on GPUs? Uh, yeah, they. You can't use ASICs on them. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Mining doesn't work on ASICs. Yeah, because Vertcoin's that same way. Uh, okay. And then uh, who else is out there? I don't even know. Who's like legit? Isn't it funny? All the VC money and all the bullshit. Mm. It's all bullshit. It's so much bullshit. It really is. Yeah. It's a mountain of it. And it's like that, you know, in uh, Jurassic Park when that Tyrannosaurus or the uh, Triceratops, that pile of shit that it leaves. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the world. <laughs> it is, man. All right. I'm done. I'm going to end it. I have to stop. Yeah. This was an hour and a half after I thought I was done. <laughs> Good. You did something right then. <laughs> All right, guys. Take it easy. Al. Go to bed, bud. Talk to you guys later. Take it easy. Bye.